Ladies and gents, back at it again. Episode 22, baby. Woo! Woohoo! In the studio, Maddie Ice, the dick, Teddy B. We all here. We ready. Friday night. Feeling good, feeling great. Dangerous pod. Dangerous pod, Ferga. <laughs> Friday nights. Oh, who oh, knows? Man. We know what we do on a Thursday, so yeah. Christ. I mean, things could be a bit of a runaway, but you know what? Probably still not going to be as bad as episode 20. <laughs> <laughs> For shame. Oh, man. Oh, well, man. But you know what? We got the timer going. Yeah, we do have the timer going, so we can't go that that long. Happy right? hearts, positive attitudes. We're ready to man, roll. It's, uh, you know what? As, as Lance Stevenson says, Born ready. I born ready. He's not blowing in LeBron's ear. No, yeah. Now he's playing in China. Blake Stevenson. Oh man. Ooh. Baby. We up, we up. Yeah. Uh sponsor? Well, do you want to say which epi- epi- yeah, okay. which player you picking? Yeah, we will jump into the players. You know what? Each week in this little segment, Maddie, like a lot of things on the pod, <laughs> does all the work. I'm not gonna lie, okay? He looks up, you know, every player that has ever worn the number and shouts off, fucking, these players, half of my have no clue who they are. But this week, this week I brought it. Yeah. And I wrote it down on yeah. my sheet of computer paper. Yeah. I, needless to say, I was stunned, but pleasantly surprised. Yeah. So, yeah, real nice. I'm, I'm going to take it, I'm going to take it this week. Please do. Um... There's there's a few guys that have worn number twenty two that that some uh, you know guys now uh, old guys and there's, there's a few good ones so we'll start it off we got Capri Bibbs <laughs> we got <laughs> Reggie Bush yeah we got Miami the, days not yes, New Orleans yes, days yes Miami yeah. days we got Isaiah Crowell oh yeah I think Oakland days yeah yeah right? yeah <laughs> which he hasn't even played yeah that's right whatever thirty four in Cleveland uh, we got Matty Forte and yeah. that's. Is that who you were going with That's this week? my guy. That's my guy. I had to because for years, he was my fantasy stalwart. Mm-hmm. I always had Matt Forte. I think one of my first ever team names was sipping on – in the in the N40L was sipping on Fortes. Yeah, yeah. Had to do it because of the league. Yeah, I, I loved I loved Matt Forte. He was one of the – when in his prime, he was one of yeah, the was, best. Yeah, he was good, man. He was yeah. a fucking bell cow. Yeah, that's my boy. Uh, we got Derrick Henry. Yeah. We got uh, Justin Jackson. Yeah. Backing up Eckler this year. Oh, we got baby. We got my boy, my boy, <laughs> Run CMC. Yes, yeah. Uh, we got a guy who just came back off the IR, CJ Procise. Uh huh. We have, um, you know, it's funny. I'm gonna put these two together. We have uh, Mr. Emmett Smith. Yeah. Uh, rush yards leader. Yeah, all time leading rusher in the NFL, and we'll mention him 12, 13. Yeah. Okay. Well, you, you know what? I, it, it went alphabetically on the website that I was at. Okay. Uh, you know, it's funny because after him, I've got TJ Yeldon. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and there's two more to mention. One guy who his name just caught me. Um, I don't even know if he still plays anymore, but. It's Chauncey Gardner Johnson, and you know I just like the name. I like the yeah. hyphenated name. I th- I have a feeling that guy might be a rook. Yeah, Chauncey I think Gardner so. Johnson. Yeah. Um, but you know the main guy this week is my boy Wayne Gallman Jr. <laughs> I last week he had two tutties. Yeah. In a, in the first half, and I asked Matt earlier because I was thinking about Gord's dank stats this week, and I'm going to bring you guys one. Who are the other New York Giants to score two touchdowns, not passing, score two touchdowns rushing or receiving in a half? 
And it took Matt a little bit. I yeah, I uh, I didn't think it was going to be the obvious answers, so I was searching a little bit. Tossed out a Jeremy Shockey, Armani Toomer, Tiki Barber, Tiki Barber. I'm surprised you didn't say Rashad Jennings. <laughs> <laughs> Rashad Jennings, oh baby. Uh, yeah, and uh, eventually Gord said, "Dude, think obvious, think obvious." So I said, "Well, Saquon." So, yep, Saquon's one. And uh, Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. Odell is, Beckham is the Jr. second. Yeah, that's the right. Only three guys to ever score rushing or receiving uh, tutties in one half for the yeah. New York football draft. Out of B, 56, Wayne Goldman Jr. Oh, oh man. Uh, I have a couple others. Oh, okay. Sorry. Just, you know, just quickly, the bread man, Matt Breida. Oh shit. Yeah, the muscle hamster, Doug Martin, and then a shout out for uh, for Andy in uh, Vancouver, Harrison Smith, part of his Vikings mm. safety. Mm. And then one of the three running backs for the 1972 undefeated Miami Dolphins, Mercury Morris. Oh, yeah. Getting deep on I the kids. The third guy's name. It was Larry Sonka. Uh, Mercury Morris and uh, another another dude. Undefeated, unforgotten. That's right. <laughs> is it, isn't that what that fucking one Dolphins yeah, that guy's hat yeah, says on his, his belly? Tatty. Oh. Did you? So that guy has that tatty on across uh, his belly. Yeah. And did you see the guy <laughs> with um, what's the Phillies mascot? The fanatic. He's oh. got the fanatic as his belly button. Yeah. I thought they were the same guy. Like, yeah. they look like the Man, same person. Man, they look like the same guy. That guy, yeah, he was kind of captured in the stands. And I saw him, he was on some other program uh, later on. With, they were doing fucking body shots on oh, his belly button. It was gross. disgusting. You pay me to do a body yeah, shot exactly. on that guy's belly button. Um, but that, that screams Philly. It does <laughs> scream Philly. He's like, you should see my ass. I got gritty there. <laughs> it me, gritty. Man, you know what? It me, gritty. Gritty has taken the NHL mascot world by storm. And he, I think he's they've done a great job. I think it's awesome. Everybody, when he first came out, what the fuck is yeah, this thing? Yeah, what is this Muppet? But he's reject? awesome. Yeah, yeah. He really he really did do well. You know, it's you know it's a hit when the players are getting him painted on their goalie masks and shit. Mm-hmm. Um, did yeah, you, uh, they, they did it so right. The marketing campaign on Twitter, like the whole viral video yeah. thing, they really capitalized on Do you follow him on the gram? No, I don't. Oh, okay. You got to follow, follow Gritty, man. It's so funny. You've seen Stranger Things, right? No, the I got season. scared in the first step. Oh, man. <laughs> he's walking out, like, in Stranger Things, the hot guy is, like, uh, he's a lifeguard. And there's all these old coogs, like, okay, girls, get ready for the show. And they're, like, getting all ready to, like, watch. I can't remember his name, but he's walking out. And uh, whatever. And then Gritty, in his Instagram video, it's, like, the exact same video, but it's Gritty walking out, like, by the pool van. Oh, dude, it's so funny. Baby. Yeah, we switching it up a little bit. You know, we touching on some sports. Why not? Why not? Um, um, yeah, it was... Uh, actually, I'll touch on a, another sport fact later. Oh. Yes. I love this. This cross, Ooh. this cross. Uh, I'm bringing it today. Multi-dimensional. You really are. Yeah, I'm bringing it. I, this I'm is probably impressed. the most research I've done out of, well, maybe not any pod, but lots, because I've got three full back-to-back pieces of computer paper. Not quite full, but... Yeah, it's it's, it's impressive. Full. Yeah, it's full. Getting it, kids, bringing it. I wanted yeah. to give Matt a little bit of a night off. You know, and yeah, it it, it feels good for sure. Uh, it's clear to me that a scribbler obviously isn't the way you you operate. It's not the way I operate. So though. maybe maybe we introduce a, a three hole punch duotang. Oh yeah, you choose the color. A duotang. <laughs> And then I could write an S, you know, the angular <laughs> yeah, line yeah, S on the yeah. front. <laughs> oh, man. 
man. Who's our sponsor this week? Well, uh, as many of you know, uh, Rod Stewart is oh, absolute beauty. We had such a tough time picking our, music, our two yeah. uh, songs by Rod the Bod. Matt and I have had a little bit, not not a, a quandrum, I guess, but we've been we've been battling with the music to pick it this year, you know? Yeah. Uh, After I got the heat from Show Life Shane over the country, yeah. I really want to bring it. it. It's true. I feel there's been uh, underlying tension. Maybe, maybe, maybe on the with music. Um, so obviously, at twenty, we went with the cars for Rico Casey, which was Rico good. Kasich. That was agreed. Yeah, that was agreed upon. Uh, and then the next step rolled around. Blink One Eighty Two was good too. Blink was good. We were battling about the le- the last song. Yeah, we're not sure, and feedback would be would be uh, welcome for sure. Uh, mm-hmm. We think you know you hit a, you hit them with the intro pretty. Yeah, you got to hit them hard. Beat hit them yeah. hard. And then on the outro, you maybe play one of the slower songs. Yeah, yeah bring them down. You know, yeah. winding it down. Yeah. So last week we had uh, uh, "Damn It," Blink One Eighty Two, early Blink, lined up as our outro, and you know, made it, called an audible right at we the end, right before the upload. Omaha. Yeah. Omaha. <laughs> Omaha. Aladdin. Aladdin. <laughs> and uh, yeah, we decided to go with "I Miss You." And uh, oh fuck, it, it was yeah. Perfect. Listen. You know, Gordon and I both listened to the episode afterwards. You know, mm-hmm. best best judge is is your yourself, right? Yeah. Um, yeah, it worked. Oh, it was great. So this week rolled around, and um, we had a few options. Had a few options. Maddie's first idea, and we might branch into this, but we've always gone same singer, different songs, except for episode one because we didn't know how to work GarageBand yet. No, no, no. Yeah, it was the same song. Same, same song. Singer. Same yeah, song. Yeah, yeah, it was Drake right. in and out. Um, yeah. And we were thinking about maybe going like a genre mm-hmm. or like an era, yeah, right? So yeah. we were going to go 80s. Uh, not going to tell you the song because we might bring it back later. Yeah, I, I think I think it will make an appearance. But I, uh, yeah, it's it's limiting it to artists with with two songs kind of knocks out all the one hit wonders, obviously, yeah. right? So there's a lot of good, so you many know, good ones, single jams, one offs. So. Yeah, we kind of called an audible again, thinking yeah. we were going to do that tonight, but then got to talking and we just oh, man. <laughs> looked at Rod's catalog and oh. we thought, okay, this you, this is too deep to ignore. Yeah, man. Young Turks is honestly one of my favorite songs. Every time I come over here and we put a record on, do I always play Yeah, Young you always Turks? pull that one off the <laughs> shelf for sure. Yeah, and you know what? It, Another bonus is it might increase our uh, female listener base because I do know that... Uh, Stu, the sweatpant boner himself, his mom, uh, God bless her. She's amazing. I love that woman. Her all-time favorite singer is Rod Stewart. So, you got to give it to him. Scottish know. guy. Yeah. My dad loves him too. Um, yeah, great, great guy. Yeah. So on that note, this week's sponsor is Rod Stewart's hair mousse. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Vidal Sassoon, maybe. Yeah. We don't know the brand, but it fucking works. Yeah. Who knows what it is? The guy is however you're, however many years old, and Jesus. That... I might have to get my hands on some of that for all, <laughs> all 39 hairs I still have left. They would all thank you individually. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh man. Fuck. Yeah. Looks good. The blonde oh, mane. Yeah. Oh, baby. Oh. Da, na, na. oh, I love Young Turks, man. It's so good. It, that song just hits you. And you know what? I, uh, that song was used in a skateboard video a long time ago. I can't remember which one, but it was fucking good. Mm. So, guys, you know, the guy's got a couple attachments to it. I like it. For sure. Totally. Hopefully, uh, hopefully the listeners do, too. 
Yeah, I don't know how you can't. That that's oh man, you can't. You have to. Okay, well, yeah, let's get into it. Should we start talking pod? Should we start talking pod? Uh, We're only at twelve minutes. That's not bad. (laughs) Oh, baby, we got the timer. (laughs) Well, it's the first segment that we always start with text and answer. And uh, thanks to uh, our listeners, we have a we have some really nice ones this week, Um, and like like quality questions, you know, Mm -hmm. that that I think could help a few people. And we'll start it off with a longtime listener, first time uh, texter, Jerry from Hawkstone. He said, hey, question for the pod. As someone who is brand new to fantasy as part of the Flyers League and who was recently abandoned by his mentor, where do you... uh, Cass. Oh, yeah. Cass. Oh, Cass Cass is on his fucking high horse. Ooh, three months. (laughs) He says, where do you recommend a guy can source his best research when it comes to setting the lineup each and every week? Thanks, boys. No problem, Jer. Um, Jer! Who's got filthy mitts, by the way. Great hockey player. Filthy mouth, too. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I've, I've got one main reference, and that's my gut. All right? That's my gut. <laughs> yeah. You got to think. You can follow it on Twitter. Yes. <laughs> you got to think. You got to think with your head and then you talk to your gut and you're like, oh yeah, this guy's going. But if you want actual advice, mm-hmm. I think Fabs is good. Michael Fabiano. Yeah. Um, right. and if, NFL.com every mm-hmm. Wednesday, you can check out the stardom sit category. Yeah. Stardom sit He does them for every position all the way, including kicker and D. Yeah. It's good. Usually comes right around noon. And I think he usually has four, four or five starts, four or five sits. And well, he's got a few like in the bottom there. It'll say you know sits. It just doesn't list like a yeah, reason, like sleeper. Yeah, yeah, and, sleeper candidate. And he yeah. gives you, uh, he gives you like a little bit of an explanation of why he thinks that uh, you know a guy's going to go off or a guy's going to have a fade week. Mm-hmm. Obviously, you got to use it as a guideline, right? Yeah. I mean, if you if you can't fucking sit your star fucking players, you know, yeah. like the other day he said sit Stefan Diggs. I was fortunate enough and smart enough that I was already sitting Stefan Diggs. Yeah. But if you don't have that option, obviously you've got to play your fucking guys, right? Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. If you have that luxury, you obviously do it. But he does start, uh, like his little preamble paragraph at the top says, obviously, you know, the upper echelon guys, I'm not going to include in this, in this mm-hmm. uh, article. Julio Jones. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you don't see like DeAndre Pat, Hopkins. Yeah, Pat Mahomes ain't yeah. coming in there. Travis Kelsey. They're, they're obvious starts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he, he's a really good one. Before before I give mine, I got a question about the gut. <laughs> Does the gut take into account, is the gut simply uh, who who's hot and you got a feeling? Or is the gut, or is the gut also taking into account the matchup of the week? Um, like how the offense is doing? Or is it just like, oh man, Chark has, Chark has fired the last couple of weeks, got to start him. Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's there's some past experiences that go into your gut feeling on why you got to start or sit a guy. Um, but sometimes, you know, you got to just fucking roll with it. Like I rolled Dawson Knox last week and he did not bad. Yeah. Right? Yeah. No real trial period for him. Um, you know, it's uh, it's fucking hit or miss, mm-hmm. man. It's a crapshoot. Okay. As is all of fantasy football. Yeah. Sometimes there's, Cruel a, little, bitch. Sometimes there's a little bit of thought involved. Other times it's me being stubborn and I've talked a guy up on the pod maybe and then I got to start him just to 
you know, <laughs> say that I've got up. Um, but other than that, it's usually zero stats involved. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Well, that's <coughs> that's good to know. Yeah. And yeah. pretty obvious answer. Actually, yeah. a, a silly question. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Yeah, and I've, you know what? I've been feeling a little under the weather this week, boys, but uh, the Bourbon's Maddie's Port is just <laughs> feeling nice, you know? Yeah. Man, bullet. I, oh. I'm loving this this uh, this bottle, man. Yeah, it's, it's good. beauty. Um, for me, I, I also uh, will consult and check with uh, Michael Fabiano at NFL. Um, another guy I really like to follow, I, I really respect the guy's expertise and knowledge, is Matthew Berry. Mm-hmm. Uh, he writes for ESPN. Um, and you can find his stuff a couple ways. So, uh, always good to acknowledge good reporting mm-hmm. as I'm sure they do for us. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. I believe it. But he, he runs a podcast and I think they, uh, in addition to his show and all that stuff, but his podcast comes out, I think two, three times a week, uh, Monday, Wednesday, maybe just Monday, Wednesday or Monday, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. Um, but he does it with Field Yates and a couple other people. There's some stuff in there where it's just like, uh, I'll skip over much like ours. I'm sure. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I really, I like to go there to get, you know, more in-depth knowledge, but he also releases a similar list, uh, on Thursdays, right before the Thursday nighter. And he just entitles it his love hates. Uh, uh and he, he has his, his list doesn't go, uh, as in depth. Like for instance, he says, uh, pass catchers I love this week. So he just groups wide receivers, tight ends together. Uh, But yeah, I I respect his voice. Another thing that uh, I do sometimes, if I'm really not sure, is I'll go to sites that I trust, uh, you know, Roto World, uh, ESPN, NFL, and I'll just look at their weekly rankings because oftentimes they have their writers give give their rankings and then they average out what they're, what it comes to based on their four or five writers rankings. And then what I'll do is I'll look, okay, like this guy's whatever, 15 on NFL, he's eight on ESPN and he's whatever on this other website. And then I'll just yeah, kind of gauge it the through difference. that. Yeah. Split the difference. Exactly. So that, that's how I kind of go about my, my, uh, setting my lineup. Mm. And I think you find your like little. Routine. You find your guy you like. Yeah. And you find your routines at work. Like for me, I, I enjoy taking my Tuesday night to go, to go through it, obviously because the waiver is coming up. So you want to just check in how your, each of your teams are doing or how your one team is doing or whatever. Yeah. But yeah, that that's that's what I would recommend. I'm also a very what-have-you-done-for-me-lately kind of fantasy football owner. Yeah. If a guy burns me one week, man, and I got an option to take him out, done. Yeah. And it usually burns me again. Walk the plank, bitch. But, <laughs> oh, man, like I've been flip-flopping Aaron Rodgers and Phillip Rivers all year, and I haven't nailed one. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> But oh well, yeah, Murphy's law. Murphy's you know? law. Yeah, that that's the way it's going to be. And as we discussed last week, I am the complete opposite. I will draft many suspended players and <laughs> wait them out. Yeah, wait it out <laughs> to the detriment of my overall squad. But yeah, two schools of thought. There you go. There you go. What's the next one coming in? Um, this one it, it's a little bit of a question, but it's more of a compliment. And obviously, we we pump our own tires around here. Oh, yeah. Uh, Money Merch from the STA. He wrote in a few, a uh, couple weeks ago. He he wrote us in, kind of giving the boys a like, how you doing? Pat on the butt. Mm-hmm. Uh, he said, "Question for the BFB Pod: Was producer Teddy working the Lions Chiefs Fox broadcast this past week? 
The music selection was almost as fire as episode 21 of the BFB music app of the BFB. The music added so much to the pod. Cheers, gents. Loving it. Oh, baby. That's that's all Teddy, man. And yeah. you know what? If he wants to outsource, that's on him. Get yeah. It? Get it, man. He wants to subcontract out to the NFL. I don't blame him. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Get your bread, man. Yeah. Get that bag. I know. Well, ever you since, need to do it. Ever since Jason Witten left the broadcast, they were taking a look at me. But, you know, I said, <laughs> ah, guys, you know, I got bigger things. I got yeah. bigger fish to fry. You're like, I don't want to go on Monday night and be outsmarted by boogers. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You know, when Taysom Hill lines up as a tight end, he's either going to block or he's going to be receiving the ball. You know, <laughs> when the long snapper lines up, I think he's going to long snap. <laughs> Nine times out of ten, he's getting that ball back to the kicker. <laughs> oh, oh, man. Fuck. All right. Well, this one's just for you, Gordo. Oh, I'm nervous. Comes in from Shane, Show Life Shane, um, who in the past couple days became a meme. Yeah, he Look did for it on the interwebs. Yeah. Um, he says, you look like the kind of guy who enjoys sitting on the lazy boy, cracking a few cold ones and watching hours of WWE wrestling. (laughs) Given that both of our records in the N40L is an embarrassing one in three. I am wondering if our matchup this week is a loser leaves town match. (sighs) Your basement toiling bud show life Shane. It is a loser match, man. man. If you legit lose this week, you will lose. You will leave town and go to Denver. <laughs> uh, woo, baby, uh, yeah, man. It's loser leaves town, man. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I first of all, I got my buddy Tay from Bonnie Dune who had to draft for me. I didn't tell him I didn't have a third round pick. Um, and I've, I've done that before. I've sold the future before, and it's fucking cost me. And you know what, boys? It's costing me again. So, I, you know what? I, I've had a few bad breaks. Yes. I think on paper, I think my team is pretty good. Okay. I think I'm going to I think I'm gonna come back, but it is definitely an uphill battle. And by the way, I don't like WWE now, but I fucking loved it when I was a kid, man. Oh, baby. Attitude era. Um, name, name a kid. Name a little boy that didn't love wrestling. Yeah, you know? that's like, true, Everybody man. was into it. Like when I was really little. I fucking love Tatanka. Oh, Tatanka he was my guy, was good, just man. coming ripping out. Can you imagine them busting out a wrestler like Tatanka nowadays? Wouldn't oh be. Oh my happening. god! But the woke nation would be would be too much. Yeah. You know? Oh yeah. Fuck. But I mean, Shawn Michaels, like, I'm not your boy mm. toy. I'm just your sexy boy. So were you following when they did the whole WCW split NWO? Oh yeah, and I was it kind of took man. over for WWE. Yeah, I was a big Diamond Dallas Page guy too. Um... But you know what's funny is I actually last year I watched WrestleMania. Oh, oh. And it was fucking awesome, man. Did you order it? No, Brugie ordered it or we like streamed it at his house or something. And uh, <laughs> I got to watch Hunter Hearst Helmsley and Stephanie McMahon uh, go Ronda Rousey and Kurt Angle. And it was <laughs> sick, man. Kurt Angle rolls up with his fucking tights and is like... His all his gold medals and shit around the yeah and and Ronda Rousey fucking suplexes Hunter herself. You can't fake that, man. No, you cannot. You have fake to have that. that power. Yeah, but funny we talk about Hunter Hurstelmsley and uh, uh, Stephanie McMahon. Megan and I had to sign some shit the other day. And she was like, no, I don't want to sign it. I was like, hey, whatever. I'm just going to wait till you're sleeping and then I'll grab your hand and I'll sign it. Right. <laughs> and if, do you guys remember when? 
Hunter Selmsley took Stephanie McMahon through a drive through marriage chapel in Vegas. And she's passed out in the other side of the car. And Hunter herself, she's like, oh, yeah, yeah, we're getting married. And the, and the guy's like, oh, do you agree to this? And he's like, oh, yeah, I agree to this. Like, he's, like, moving her arms around like a fucking puppet, man. Like fucking Geppetto. Oh, man, it's so good, dude. So good. Oh. But, yeah, back to the question. I don't know. Fuck, I'm going to beat you anyway. So. Oh, baby. All right. The next question comes in for me. And it's from the Corona in Strathcona, Mr. Andy. He said, Matt, what would you rather be doing on a Friday night than recording the pod? Is Gord's lack of scheduling priority on the pod causing a rift between the two hosts? Is it all just a head game as you prepare for your Week 12 rematch? Oh. Hmm. That's a good question. (laughs) I have fun making the pod, man. This is a fun Friday night. Yeah, (laughs) Like, I wouldn't ask for a different Friday night. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I mean, you know what? Like, like I said, as much as, uh, you know, the journalism world is really taken aback by the pod, sometimes the guy has some fucking prior engagements. Yeah. Yeah. Right? It's true. Yeah. And I mean, like, ideally, we'd like to get it out uh, for everyone. Like, ideally, it would be Tuesdays. Yeah. So then people can listen, get their FAA. Wednesdays would be good, too. Yeah. Getting their, well, I'm just saying for the wire, like, yeah, get, yeah, get your yeah. bids in if you want. But we don't really touch on, like... No, waiver wire. Waiver wire targets. So that, that doesn't matter. But, like, yeah, ideally, it'd be nice to have a consistent day. But, yeah, the schedules kind of jump in there. Like, I already know next week, um, with everything, we, you know, getting ready for our trip to Denver, probably won't record till... Saturday? Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, poss- possibly on the road. So. Possibly on the road. Yeah, it, 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 we're, we're still kind of working out the uh, the yeah, logistics the of it. But, but yeah, I, I, I really enjoy it. I love doing this. And, like, you know, we work, I work uh, all week uh, <laughs> uh, putting shit together. And, uh, yeah, it's nice to kind of deliver it, you know? It's, yeah. You know. We like to execute. And, uh, yeah, you know what, honestly, actually, I was talking to Stu about it the other day. And, um, cause he was telling me he was listening to the pods and I was like, you know, man, I was like, fuck. I was like, I really, I was like, sometimes I do not sound as prepared as Maddie. I was like, but you know what? That's the balance that we it is, need. It is the balance. That's the balance yeah. that we need. I'm not worried about you sounding unprepared or me sounding overly prepared. I'm just, I worry when we start like slurring and oh, like, God. you know, like we're looking at the mic cross-eyed, like. Uh, that's true it's just like a cringe factor yeah, for yourself you're like holy fuck and you gotta fuck. listen to it after I was that buckled and like now it's just out there forever to I people, know <laughs> for people I know. just to listen and to man it. when we were at hockey the other day and Jer asked me he's like hey Gord uh, do you listen to the pods after <laughs> and I'm like I'm like yeah man like obviously he's like Oh yeah, he's like you're you're pretty drunk last night. I was like, yeah, man, I was. Like, fuck. Thanks for fucking stapling me to the cross, buddy. Like, you don't think I already know? Yeah, I put myself up there. Oh man, <laughs> but you know what? We're keeping her sharp tonight. Yeah, yeah. Last week was sharp. I personally think Thursday night pods are my favorite because yeah, we get to it. sit here, we get to watch yeah. football while we do it. Um, yeah, that is nice. That's those are my favorite days. Yeah. But this week, uh, this week I just couldn't make it work, so uh, we're here. Here we are. Yeah. So yeah, answering the question. No, I I enjoy it. I, there's no rift. I think we understand. We both have super busy lives. We and we make it work when we can, mm-hmm. and it's nice that we actually do make uh, can find a time each week to to, to get it done to for the boys. Yeah, and you know what felt good today was I had a couple couple 
uh, listeners and buds text in and say, no pod? Where's the pod? I, I, was, I woke up this morning looking for it. So, I know. Yeah, that, that, that feels good. Um, okay, prepare yourself. Oh, man, I'm ready. <laughs> this uh, next question, uh, the last sentence is the question, but <laughs> the novel before it is, is vital. No, no, not even. It's just fluff. But whatever. Yeah. We love, we love these guys. They're our neighbors. This one comes in from the Northern Alberta Black Bear. Yeah. The Yeti's boy. He said, the other day, the Yeti and I were dumpster diving the bins along 118th and discovered a jackpot behind Yang Ming Chinese Buffet. Oh. <laughs> we were gorging ourselves on day-old shrimp balls and ginger beef, washing it down with soya sauce packets and tempura oil. We then made our way down to the ACT Rec Center for a quick swim and finished off our night surfing the internet at the information service desk. <laughs> we were able to read up on the latest goings-on in the league, and we're both intrigued about what's happening with the Minnesota Vikings. Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> well, Dalvin has had a breakout season for fantasy owners across the board. Their two stud wide receivers, Adam Thielen and Stefan Diggs, are upset and have both vocalized it to the media. When Diggs was asked about his trade request rumors, he not only acknowledged them, but went so far as to say that there may be truth behind them. We wanted to look to see where the potential landing spots for him would be should he actually do get traded, but had to skedaddle out of the building quickly as Jeremy, the night shift security guard, chased us out. <laughs> Fucking Jeremy, the fun sponge. Fucking Jeremy. So, boys, just wondering if you think that A, will Diggs get traded, and B... Where do you think would be the best spot for him to land should he actually get traded? So, uh, I, th- I think, like, with this one, we can kind of, uh, where, where do you think would be the best spot for him? Let's, let's um, just assume he does get traded, because in today's NFL, guys, a, guy re- a guy requests a trade, a guy gets a trade. Shit. Well, sometimes, well, though, but look at Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, true, but, and like, guys are, getting, guys are offering him two first-round picks, and the Jags aren't giving him up. You Has that been confirmed though? I know they were asking two first. Have they actually got two I, first? I thought Philly offered two firsts. Wow. But I mean, I don't you know, does Diggs go? I don't know. It's like tough, is, man. Is it worth keeping a disgruntled employee who's willing to go to the media about his gripes? Yeah, that's true. Or that's do you true. just say, like, you know what? Yeah, we are a run heavy base we are a running heavy team. Uh this is our identity now. We're like in my eyes, they're handcuffed to Kirk mm-hmm. because of the contract they gave him. So they need to work around Dalvin and Kirk. Yeah. And, and it sucks for Thielen and Diggs. They are very, very good at what they do. But if he's going to be a cancer in the room, then, yeah, I, w- I would look to move him. And you know what's tough? Like, I liked Kirk Cousins when he was in Washington. He's a little gunslinger. He's not bad in fantasy. Well um, documented, your love. Yeah. yeah. But um, I don't know. You know, it's funny. I got a little, uh, I got a little Vikings CFL crossover Ooh. tidbit here. Oh, I like this. Okay, so and and by the way, I don't know if Diggs will get moved before the end of the year. Okay, that's my answer. To my the answer is yes. I think. Okay. Will. Yeah. Okay. So Bo Levi Mitchell, mm-hmm. um, he was oh. working out with a few. Man, I hate that fucking guy. <laughs> Why, man? He's, oh, he's such a knob-looking motherfucker. He like, is, but. Oh. Matt's Irrational Hate. Matt's Irrational Hates, which we haven't had in a few pods either. But um, So he was working out with the Vikings last year. 
And uh, obviously, Kirk Cousins got signed, 84 mil guaranteed. Uh, basically stuck with Kirk until 2020. Um, and I guess that fact kept uh, Bo Levi Mitchell from signing with the Vikings. Okay. Um, Mitchell stated he worked out December for the team after being named CFL's most outstanding player. He's a great QB. Um, an unnamed team official met with him after his workout, and he asked Bo Levi how he could help the Vikings win. He said, and Bo Levi says this, I was like, well, for one, I've never been anywhere in football and not won a championship as a starter. High school, D1, D1, AA, now here in the CFL. Everywhere I've been, I've won a championship within the first three years I've been there. I can help you do that. I'm going to come in here, and I'm going to take Kirk's job. And <sighs> I think I hate him more now. And according to Mitchell, <laughs> that is not the answer they wanted to hear. And the unnamed officials like, oh, no, 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 no. We don't want you to take Kirk's job. We want you to come in here, help him with his eyes, tell him what you see, and do everything you can to make him a better quarterback. Show him how to throw past 20 yards. Yes, but we need a good quarterback room. We don't want to cause controversy. Mm. Um, at that moment, I was like, well, fuck that. I'm not signing with the Minnesota Vikings. <laughs> and, and he says, I don't understand that thought process. All that tells me is that there's a culture in that building right now. And he says, hey, your job is secure because of the money we paid you. Uh, don't worry about anything you do or the decisions you make or anything the media says. Just do what we tell you to do and you're going to be fine. It's mind-blowing. You don't even want a guy that's pushing him or creating competition. Man. So that's... That, uh, that's I, yeah. That's it's a, a nasty very, situation very over there. Man, and in any sport, one of the biggest things that can bring down a team, bring down a player, is complacency. Yeah, true. You see it all the time. The guys work, work their bag off. To get their to get their sweetheart deal, mm-hmm. get their get their bag, and then once they get that once they get that bread, boom, boom, they mail it in. You know, yeah. it's like I, hockey players. Yeah, Alexei Kovalev. Yeah, <laughs> that guy, one well, of the most Kovalev talented. Shot, but he yeah. he forgave all his money. But one of the most talented players, but he just had zero work ethic. He yeah. just wanted the money. So yeah, yeah I, I don't mind that take from uh, Bolivar. Bolivar, man. Um, and it for me. I, I think where I would like if Diggs does actually get traded, I would I think a great landing spot for him um, would be uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. They've been hit with a ton of wide yeah, receiver injuries true. lately. Travis Benjamin's out. Yeah, take some pressure off of Keenan Allen. He's got a vet QB that likes to air it out. I think I think that would make everybody happy in that. Yeah, in having that Melvin Gordon back uh, opens up the run game. Yeah. It opens up the passing game. Yeah, exactly. Mike Williams comes back after uh, Mike his... Mike Will made it. Yeah. Gets back from his injury. Like, you've got three yeah, absolute oh yeah. studs. So, you know, may, maybe. We'll see. I think, was it last week that we talked about how there was a potential deal between uh, the Jags and uh, Minnesota involving Ramsey and... Uh, Diggs. S- Stefan Diggs. So, yeah. Who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? They out did there. pep him with targets last week, and he did go for over hundred, over hundred yards. Yeah. So, so maybe the squeaky wheel gets the grease too. Yeah, we shall see. We shall see. Our final question. Oh, uh, we got one more. Yeah, oh, for this week, it's a good one. Thirty-six minutes already. That's all good, man. I know, Friday I know. night. It's car. Friday night, and the air is getting hot. <laughs> Comes in from oh we love this guy I I miss him he moved to moved to Saskatchewan for a year oh. uh, looking forward to him coming back the Regina vagina big dick big dick Nick himself um, texts in he said I got a two parter for the boys he always has the two parters yeah and they're good <laughs> yeah well, they are out. good they are good yeah. 
He says OBJ, uh, Hopkins, and Thielen all sit within one point of each other in standard scoring leagues. What order do they finish uh, in at the end of the year? And do any of them finish in the top five come the end of the year? In fantasy points or receiving yards? Uh, standard scoring, so I'm assuming so fantasy, fantasy points. points. Yeah. Hmm. I think out of those three guys, I think it's going to go Hopkins, OBJ, Thielen. Okay. Um, just because Thielen is in an offense right now that's running through Dalvin Cook, Kirk Cousins can't figure it out. If Kirk Cousins can figure it out, Thielen is going to be the fucking man that we have always sucked his dick on this pod for all last year. Oh, yeah. Right? the balls, too. Yeah. yeah. So, I'd like that. I like Thielen. Um, I love him as a receiver. Big, white, physical, runs great routes. Um, but I think that Hopkins is obviously the best out of those three. Yeah, OBJ is close second. Yep, and Baker's got to figure it out. Yeah, and I think uh, the deciding factor for me is um, obviously Kenny Stills got hurt in Houston, so they their idea to take a little bit of pressure or a little bit of the defense off of Hopkins got put on the back burner a little bit. He don't um, need it. It don't matter. He don't need it. Yeah, he'll catch it in triple. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Um, but after watching, uh, the Browns and their big win over Baltimore, they don't have an easy, well, they have some easy games coming up, but like this week, they've got the Monday night against San Francisco. But from what I saw is, uh, they're using more 12 personnel. So they're using double tight ends, um, which is giving Baker more time. And last year when Freddie took over the offense, that's, that's the formation he was relying on the most. So if that trend continues, I see OBJ coming out number one, Hopkins two, and then we've talked at okay. length about uh, Kirk. I would put uh, Thielen at three. Yeah. Um, and I think, like, we're four weeks into a 16-week season. Uh, yeah, we got to wait and see. We got we to gotta wait and see, but I, I, I don't... I don't want to count any of those guys out, but I especially don't want to count out uh, Hopkins and OBJ. So I'll say yes... I think they'll be in the top five come year end. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think Thielen will be right there. Yeah, and I mean, you look around. Um, Mike Evans is turning it on lately, but yeah, Chris Godwin's he had, turning it yeah, on. He had a slow start. Uh, Evans did. Um, uh, there's been some some questions around uh, Devonte Adams. He's only had really one massive one week, game. and now he's hurt. Yeah. So the, the opportunities there. It's not like they they had a slow start and everybody jumped up ahead of them. It's kind of, it was weird to start the season. It kind of went across the board. I think you wait till week eight and you'll get a real good sense Mm -hmm. of what's going on. Yeah, exactly. Um, But, and you know, the thing is, like, I I saw an interview with OBJ the other day because he didn't have a very good game. Last game, right? Yeah, he wasn't really used a lot. They targeted Landry a ton. And you know what he said, which is, which fucking gets me pumped because I've liked Odell. I've got his signed fucking picture in my goddamn living room. Yeah. Okay. He says, you know what? When I see all the other guys on the team fucking stunting like that, when I see Nick Chubb fucking 230 pounds of that motherfucker running down, what, did he get three tutties last week? Three, yeah. He says, how could I not be happy for all those boys? He's like, I don't care. He's like, if I'm going to bring the defense back with me, yeah, exactly. let him fucking run, yeah. right? He, he wants to win, man. He wants me, to win. Yeah, key on me and watch my boys flourish, mm-hmm. basically. Which yeah. is good. And Which it, is the stuff you want from a guy like yeah. that. And if you look, uh, last week, Jarvis Landry, I think it was 65 yards, somewhere around there. He, he kind of took it. It was like a screen pass. 
Oh yeah, that that he, that he took, and he was kind of stumbling the whole way. Yeah, but if you watch the replay, look at the hustle from Ob- Odell to get over to get over to block and get in front of. Him. And obviously, it's his boy, but you know, not every receiver is going to put in no. that effort just to block. No. So yeah, yeah, I, I obviously he's got tendencies to be mm-hmm. a bit of a prima donna, but I think at the end of the day, like he means well. That was good. I like to hear that from him. Yeah. Yeah, big time. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, I think that was our first That's segment. It. That's it. 40 minutes, minutes Oh, no. <laughs> One segment down. <laughs> uh, yeah, we got only 12 more, guys. <laughs> I actually, you know what, this week I had a little bit of room on my one piece of paper. And every week, obviously, Teddy and Matt do a great job and keep the orders in line. Mm-hmm. But I forget. Every single week, what fucking comes next? I'm always asking, what do we got? Oh man, I was just and it's not only because I think that's a good little segue. It's because I actually don't know what (laughs) what segment we're doing next. So (laughs) Teddy talks into the mic and he's like, "Yeah, Gord, we got Fearless next," and I'm like, "Okay, perfect, right?" Like, yeah, into the earpiece. Yeah, into the earpiece. So this week, I asked Matt in our little pre pod uh, pre pod prep. Time? Yeah, rundown, yep. Uh, what the order is. So I have it written down now, which is nice. Wait, yeah, it really is nice. And you know, like, I, obviously, whatever, this pod is bigger than us. We've said it's it from way the, bigger than us. said it from the get-go. But, like, when I when I do listen to it, either, you know, mowing the lawn or listening in my car, uh, that's the one part that just drives me nuts. <laughs> All right, what do we got next? <laughs> and you hear it, like, 12 times an app. So this, I, I hope this cancels that out. I'm going to try and think of a different segment. <laughs> well, Maddie, what's our next segment? Yeah. How about that? <laughs> and that's the way the cookie crumbles. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh. Well, Gord, what do we have next? <laughs> well, Maddie, we got Pass It Around the NFL. Oh, baby. And... Yeah. A little treat Ferda. Oh, yeah. Ferda. Friday night feels, I was, baby. I was a little bit uh, hurting in the old uh, the old weed department. Yeah. So I stopped <laughs> by my local dispensary. Yo, which one did you go to? Uh, New Leaf, I think it's called, on 50th Street by the Francos. Oh, yeah, yeah, I go, yeah. That's where I go. Fucking sketch-ass bag lady working there, man. I just was... It was driving me nuts having to deal with her, but whatever. <laughs> Uh, picked up a little, uh, picked up a little tin for the boys and I picked up three, uh, three pre-rolls. Yeah. Yeah. So, so we didn't have to roll our own for pass around, which mm-hmm. was nice, which was nice. We are nice. Treat the boys. Treat the boys to that Canadian legal, that Canadian legal. Good, good. Yeah. That good, good. What's it? Is there, does this one have a, a name? Uh, yes. This one is, uh, Kanika, uh, Kanika, I think is the name. Uh, it's a blend. Uh, it's a hybrid. Total THC per unit, 68.4 milligrams. Nobody cares about the rest, what's on the label. Yeah, I just thought it might have a name. Mm, no, I don't think so. Mm. All right. Well, it was a big week in the NFL, actually. Yeah, lots it was. Went down. There's lots of action. Mm-hmm. Lots of action. Um, what do we want to start with? We want to start, start with my boy? Yeah, this is this is big news for fantasy owners, big news for you. Yeah, big news for me. Yeah. So I drafted Melvin Gordon in the Flyers League second round. And who did you take in the third? Antonio. <laughs> um, we won't talk about that. But it would have worked out had he still been playing. Um, 
And you know what? I, I knew I was taking a bit of a flyer. But at the time when I was <coughs> drafting, I could have drafted Zeke, but I didn't. I drafted Christian McCaffrey. Yeah. And so I, if I would have drafted Zeke, I would have had question mark, question mark, <laughs> question mark on all three of my first rounds. So I didn't. S- screams gut. Mm. <laughs> screams gut. But now, baby, it's paying off. Mm-hmm. Christian McCaffrey, RB1. <coughs> Woo! Melvin Gordon, RB2. Josh Jacobs, flex. New guy I just grabbed off the wire because Robbie fucking hates the team that I drafted for him. Oh, man. Sony Michelle. Yeah. So now I have those four running backs. If Sony can get it going. Yeah. Sony? Sonny? Uh, Sony. I think it's Sony. Like, yeah. like, like the, the company. PlayStation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, if they can get it going, I think I'm fucking laughing. Yeah, I, um, I tend to agree with that. His usage has been brutal so far this year, but fuck. If he... It, you look at that. You look at that. That four-headed uh, uh, monster you've got there last season. Holy shit! Mm. Holy shit! So yeah. all you all you can hope for is that Melvin gets back in the lineup soon and, and does what Melvin snapshot. does, and that Sony can find that. Uh, it that old it self. makes up for my terrible name. Um, <laughs> but anyway, so Melvin, he's a bit sour about the whole situation. Not so much coming back, but. Of, about the coverage of his holdout. Um, he's saying, you know, everybody's focused on Zeke. Everybody's focused on Zeke's holdout. Zeke ends up getting paid. Um, and in, in my opinion, I think they should have been focusing a little bit more on Zeke because he does drive that entire offense. And Melvin Gordon has been, like, just on the second tier of, of running backs, I think. He's, like, borderlining the first tier, but he's he's just on the second tier. Yeah. Um, Melvin says, I'm definitely motivated. No one cared that I was out. It was all about Zeke. And it ain't no hate. He's like, that's America's team. But some players on talk shows care less to talk about it and talking about his holdout. He says, you got people in your corner. They in your corner one second. The next they ain't. They hating on you. Too busy to show this or show or sorry. My writing is about (laughs) as good as Andrew's on on the letters. He said, the best way to show this is go out and shut them up. He's like, I remember what everyone said. So I think he's going to come out fucking angry. Oh, I th- yeah. I think it'll definitely, he'll use that as motivation oh, yeah. for sure. But I'd argue to, I'd argue that the people replacing Melvin Gordon, Eckler and Jackson have been more than, uh, more than what the Chargers True. could have asked for. Right. True. Whereas like, yeah, Dallas hyped up Tony Pollard and I think Tony Pollard might have a really nice career in the NFL, but he wasn't putting up the numbers that those other two guys were. No, you know. No. So obviously, you know, Charger fans they miss him, but there's no need to talk about him because Eckler's like in top in the top five at, at running back. But when they lost those first two games, right? Because they lost their first two, yeah. And they won their last two. People were, you know, saying, "What if we had Gordon?" Right? Yeah. yeah would yeah. they have got those wins? Would they, yeah. Would those L's be done? So I mean, and the thing is. Last year, when Eckler kind of emerged in the late half of the season, he was doing just as good with his snap share as Melvin was. So I think they, I think they complement each other so well. Yeah. And with those two wide receivers out, they might run two running back sets. Yeah, yeah, it definitely, definitely. Right, like they, and Hunter Henry. Yeah. you know what I mean. Like yeah. they might, they might be running Eckler like as more of a tight end guy. Who knows? But I think it's going to be exciting to see. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, I, it's it's a it's a nice time. The payoff is there for for guys that that took that chance, and f- f- I think we touched on it last week. Like, obviously, he didn't get much out of it. He comes no, back to the exact same contract, absolutely right? Absolutely nothing. Uh, he just ended up paying to sit, basically, yeah. and miss training camp. But yeah, it, it's a reward for the guys that took that chance. So they cut his fines in half too. Oh, did they? Yeah, the team did. Yeah, that's, a, that's admirable. Yeah, I, I don't mind. That. I think you know what? Like they, I think the Chargers realizes like, fuck, we are a better team with Melvin Gordon on the field. Yeah. Right. So, and as as you should think you would be. Yeah. You know. Yeah. And so I think he realizes they ain't backing down. No. <laughs> so no. Yeah. Hopefully it all works out. The Chargers, the, man, the Chargers on paper, <coughs> they could, they have a dangerous team. They, they do. I think they're going to be good. I mean, the AFC West is a, you know, you, obviously you're there with the Chiefs, right? Yeah. So you're probably looking at a at a wild card spot, but I think they could. Why not? Yeah, exactly. Um, from one, uh, I guess maybe not disgruntled, but one uh, player that might be motivated motivated by haters to another. Um, my boy Baker Mayfield. Ooh. Now I've had a few discussions with friends about this show life. We've talked about this a few times. Show life's big beef, and I, and mine to a little bit of an, to a certain degree, is that it almost seems sometimes that Baker goes and seeks out goes out of his way. Yeah, to to seek out conflicts or like like problems, like bring attention to him in negative ways, like Odell was doing in in New York. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. So. Recently, uh, on his own Instagram page, Baker posted a photo of himself when he was playing in Oklahoma, and underneath he wrote, just some undersized walk-on, keep that same energy. This is the part that irks me a bit. Some random fuck commented on it and said, win football games, that speaks louder than these AB-ish style posts. So, Which is fair. Yeah, which is fair, but... You're Baker Mayfield. Yeah. What the fuck do you care about? You're starting quarterback for for an NFL team. What do you need to respond to Laska 24 for? You know, like, (laughs) you you don't need to give that guy the time of day. But, of course, Baker falls into it and he says, uh, at Laska 24, you're right. Let me call out my teammates and throw a fit about my helmet and then go freeze my feet off. Which you know, petty, petty A.B., is going to respond to. So, of course, he claps back on Twitter, and Baker was wise enough to leave it alone. Well, later on in the week, he was asked about Rex Ryan's comments that when Rex said that he was overrated. And Baker, you know, he said, I don't, I don't care what, what Rex says. As, as Freddie Kitchens famously said, if you don't wear brown and orange, you don't matter. Last time I checked, uh, Rex Ryan doesn't have any colors to wear. <laughs> and left it at that. Well... Sunday NFL countdown Classic. rolls this is a around, great move. and old Rexy, old Sakato Rexy, yeah, rolls up in a brown suit and, and an, an orange, orange tie, tie. <laughs> which and, is good. Yeah, but you gotta wonder, like, does he does Baker do this because it motivates him? Because he he comes out and he has a game against Baltimore. Yeah, like, he played he, well. He he shut those two guys up, in my opinion. And then you and then you hear stats like this, so. He has thrown a TD pass in all of his 17 NFL career starts, which is the longest streak of its kind to start any player's career since at least 1950. Huh. That run trails only Hall of Famer Kurt Warner, uh, who threw a TD in each of his first 23. So Kurt Warner did it like his career started, then he did the 23. Baker's done it since his since career started. Since he started. started. 
Crazy. Nobody's ever done that. So he's, you know, like when he needs to, he ste- he steps up and like. Yeah, I think they'll turn it around. I, I think so. I'm not yeah. too worried. That game against Baltimore showed me a lot. If you if you've got all those injuries on defense, your two starting corners are out, and you know, yeah, they did let a few uh, touchdowns happen. I think the Ravens got a garbage time one with uh, with like 30 seconds left. There was a joke on the internet that said, yeah, of course the Browns will let them score 30 seconds left. It's way better to leave a stadium in victory formation when you're the, when you're the visitor. Uh, anyways, and they put 40 up on them. Like I, this, I think this team is finally figuring it out and you can't forget that they introduced a lot of new faces. So yeah. these guys, it's going to take time to gel. They've got a brand new coach, um, new DC, new OC. Yeah. So uh, it's promising. That's for sure. My favorite, uh, my favorite corner in the NFL, Cam Ward. He's out, hey? Yeah. Cam Ward, <laughs> yeah. Flies home to Sherwood Park every every uh, yeah. after every weekend. A multi-sport athlete. Um, well, should we talk about that absolute buffoon? Oh. Oh, man. Oh, man. What a fucking idiot. And he's hating on a nice white tight end like that. Like, that's my boys, you know? <laughs> uh, Vontae's perfect, man. He's an idiot. Absolute moron. It's un... It's... Totally unnecessary. Yeah, this guy's whole career has been has been marked by this. I don't know. Nothing. You you can't defend your. He can't defend himself. No one can defend the actions that he's done. No. Obviously, he's John a- Gruden's like biting his tongue. He's like, well, you know, it looked like a flag. I'm yeah, like, well, yeah, no fucking shit, Sherlock. It looked like a flag. Yeah, fuck. 5.3 million fines. Yeah, Vontae's perfect has paid over his career for yeah. PED use, hitting guys in the head. Late hits, everything. Yeah, so he's been um, he's been suspended four different times for his career, uh, which uh, equaled out to twenty two games. He's like Rafi Torres. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Doesn't learn. Yeah. It's cost him four point six uh, million in salary. Those those games that he's been suspended for, and he's been fined nine other times, which equal to four hundred eleven thousand. As Gord mentioned, over five million lost for unacceptable on field behavior. Clearly, this guy isn't going to change. He doesn't want to change. There's no need for it. He was smiling when he was running off the field. He was blowing kisses when yeah. he was leaving the field. What a fucking prick. Yeah, loser. You know, this this guy's obviously injured, knocked out of the game, and I don't know. Um, so, anywho, the NFL finally did what was right and uh, suspended him for the remainder of the season. Good. Yeah. He's going to appeal it or whatever. Yeah. I think the appeal happens tomorrow, but still. Retarded. Yeah, idiot. So uh, glad to see him gone. Uh, he he epitomized what a raider should be. Yeah, he was <laughs> a captain too, eh? Yeah, yeah. And you know, like obviously they were on hard knocks. They were getting so much love, saying this is a different player. This is a different guy. No, no. So um, peace, Vontez. I just I just liked when Juju. Yeah, dummied him last yep. year. Knocked him out cold. Illegal block. Very illegal. But fucking And then right. stood over him. Stood over after. him. After. Yeah. Oh, man. And, and yeah. And, and and why did he do that? For his boy, AB. Yeah. And how does AB respond to him? He gets pissed off because he's not named MVP of the team that season. Yeah. And bitches out and gets... gets Juju's real, man. Juju's legit. He's taken... He went to the prom with that kid. Yeah. Yeah. Like with a that, guy? Like yeah. it was like a, a, a boy who yeah. fucking rolls prom with him? Page 13 out of the Gord Dick playbook. <laughs> Hate on a guy. Go to prom with him. Oh, <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Guy wanted to go with a girl. She rejected him. So Juju he asked Juju. Wind. Juju's yeah. there, man. And 
What so, did, I can't remember. I should have looked. I tried to find the post, but he said he's like, my life began after that hit on Pontez Perfect. Yeah. Like, I don't know, man. That's the kind of guy you want on your team. Yeah, big time. Yeah, for sure. And all that third year. Mm-hmm. Second? Third? Last year was his second year. Yeah, third year at 20 years old. He, he He's mature beyond his years. Yeah. I, re- I really, really like Juju. Yeah, I like Juju. I think, I think like, there was a little feature on him on the Monday Nighter. Like, obviously, he came from a tough situation. He actually played uh, in Snoop Dogg's uh, Little League football. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, in, in his league that he created. I, f- I forget what it's called. Um, anyways, he came up through those ranks. He's the eldest of, like, six or seven kids. Like, yeah. I he, like him. He appreciates where he is and, and what's happened to him. The first year Juju was in the league, I picked him up off the wire and I had to start him. And he ran for a 94-yarder. Oh, baby. <laughs> I remember it like it was yesterday. Yeah. One of the few hits you've made, right? <laughs> Can't forget it. You. <laughs> I'm just you. kidding. I'm just kidding. Um, in, the, in, the pa- in the Sunday night of this past week, uh, the, the Saints took on the... Um, Dallas Cowboys. Them boys. Which we'll be talking... That uh, game itself we'll be talking about a little bit later in United. Oh, um, But in the Sunday Nighter with Al and Chris Collingsworth, they always do the, the offense player introductions where they talk about themselves, you know, like... Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Gord Dick, Rundle Elementary. You know. <laughs> um, anyways, listen to this. this the, these are a combination of the Saints starters and uh, on offense and defense. This is crazy. Ted Jr., the Ohio State. Fly Apple, the Ohio State. Bomb Bell, the Ohio State. Marshawn Lattimore, the Ohio State University. Michael Thomas, the Ohio State. Crazy. So out of the 22 guys. guys they have starting, five of them are Buckeyes. Yeah, that's wild. Truly the Buckeyes of the South. Buckeyes. That's crazy. <laughs> that's crazy. And uh, now that the Steelers have Minka. Yeah. Eight of their eleven defensive starters, yeah, are first round picks. Yeah, yeah, that's wild too. It is crazy. Yeah, like I, I think you know what? I think Pittsburgh might. I forget who it was. Start creeping up. Let me look back in episode twenty one's dank stats to tell you because they have two guys, Tyson Alawalu, and uh, another guy that when they play, they've got. 10 out of their 11 guys are first rounders because, yeah, these two guys aren't starters. I forget when we mentioned it, but yeah, just wild. Just wild. They look, actually, Pittsburgh's D looked really, granted, it's Cincinnati. They looked really good. Yeah, they did look good. Minka looked good. And man, Devin Bush drafted this year, stud at linebacker. I I really, really like that. And I do like TJ Watt, too. Oh, yeah, monster. Yeah. It's in the blood. Um, Yeah. Uh, the next, this next one's a little bit longer, but it's it's definitely worth uh, uh, getting into. So Deshaun Watson is playing the Atlanta Falcons this week. Texans uh, have him up. So listen to this. As a teenager, Watson got a job as a ball boy with the Falcons through the Boys and Girls Club of Gainesville, as one of the few high school students chosen to take part in the program. The program was actually the brainchild of Falcons owner Arthur Blank, and along uh, along with helping during training camp, his duties included. Uh, or he was allowed to stand on the sidelines and be in the locker room on game days. So I guess Watson did such a good job that he was asked back by the Falcons every single year that he was in high school. So by the time he became a sophomore, he had turned himself into a player and had already committed to Clemson to be their quarterback. Spending all his time around the team and players, Watson said, it taught me how to really work. 
I think about it a lot. That's something that helped me change my life, especially during the times off the field. The way I was raised and the environment I was living in, it helped me see another side of what I can be and what I want to become. And being around professional athletes and guys going to play against uh, guys going to play against Sunday, it really helped me get to where I am today. I got to see a different perspective on the game and how I take care of my body and how I need to really approach each and every day, especially in practice. Everything in practice was crisp. Everything was sharp. Everything was on time. And no balls really touched the ground. So that's what I wanted, to try to be perfect with my craft at a young age and bring my game to another level. So... During one of his seasons uh, in training camp, cornerback Asante Samuel was doing a special teams drill and uh, uh, realized that he forgot his uh, mouth guard in the, uh, in the locker room. So he asked Watson to go run and get it. So Watson goes, gets his mouth guard, brings it back to him, and he says, come find me after practice. So this is what Watson said. I went to his locker after practice, and he pulled out his Louis bag and pulled out a whole stack of money, and he gave me $1,000 just to get his mouthpiece. He didn't have to give me anything, but he did. And man, during his time with the Falcons, Watson was winning games for Gainesville High School. He was setting records, state championships in his junior year. And Julio had this to say, shit, I knew he was a hell of a quarterback. I tried to get him to go to Alabama. (laughs) And Roddy White, who was on the team, said the same. He told me he was going to win a national title and that he was going to change the culture over at Clemson. We wanted him to switch and go to Bama, and he said he was going to beat Bama. Yeah, I read that. So, the two teams square off this weekend. He's excited to see familiar faces, but I think one of the best quotes is he came out, he said, it's cool for them to be able to see that I became the person that they thought I was going to be able to become. Hmm. So, I think like he's he seems like such a humble guy for yeah, how talented he, he is, all Give the success he's had in college. Love the guy. Love yeah. him. That's the thing about the NFL is... You have such a difference between psychopaths yeah. and, like, super humble, yeah, real good dudes. Yeah. The, you know? the entitled and the humbled. Like, yeah, it's totally. wild. Yeah. You got guys like Pontes Perfect. Yeah, And exactly. you got guys like uh, Chris Long, dedicated his whole year's checks to... Yeah. Yeah, like exactly. And shit. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. I, you know, that's what I like about it. Exactly. And I think, like, the, the neatest thing about this pod is, like, it it's made me and Gord dive into these guys a little bit more. Mm-hmm. And you don't see them as just, like, oh, number whatever, whatever for this team. You know, you get to know, like, what kind of makes them tick and the, yeah, the, yeah. the endeavors they do in, on their own time. You got anything else for Pass It? No, man. That's it. Okay. I got a few things. <laughs> One of them. Clil Mack. So... I guess he didn't want to over-celebrate his big Sunday win at home against a division rival. Uh, and he, I, like, I think he, what he meant with this quote was that it's still a long season. We still have 12 games left against some tough teams. But listen to the way the quote he used to, to, to frame this. It's so fucked. How important was this win and making sure you defended home field today? Uh, dog that poop fast don't poop for long, man. Uh, <laughs> A dog that don't poop fast, don't poop for long. No, a dog that poop fast, don't oh, poop yeah. for long. So he's saying, I guess, make it count, spend, make it a session rather than know. a quick uh, pinch pinch and go. When I walk my dogs, man, they fucking poop for so long. <laughs> and then I got to stand there, have the bag. Oh, man, it's brutal. Except for Rosie, man, she's good. Mm. She goes into the bushes to poop. You ain't mm. picking that up. No, yeah. You ain't picking that what up. What a good girl. Oh, good man. girl. 
Yeah. Good girl. Uh, Gardner Minshew. Oh, my boy. Uh, so last week he was playing uh, the Denver Broncos. And during the week he got to meet Uncle Rico from Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> he did. He <laughs> Which did. is pretty fucking wild. Uh, they had a bunch of photo ops together. And then right before the game in Denver at Mile High, a Jaguars fan paid to have a banner fly over the stadium that read, Garner Minshew can throw over mountains. Duval! Oh, man. <laughs> Gardner Minshew, sitting at a completion percentage of 69.420. Yeah. Basically give, checks everything off. <laughs> give it to him. And I, I just saw a little funny clip. Barstool. And it's uh, Peyton Manning and Gardner Minshew shaking hands. It says, meeting your legends is what everybody dreams of. Must have been a great moment for Peyton Manning. (laughs) (laughs) But, I mean, that being said, I think think him, the rookie quarterback, I I think he's the one that is going to get the Jags nine wins. You know, man, yeah, he's he's you can't te- like some of the stuff he was doing last week, bopping around the oh, the, the pocket, running man. around. Yeah, it's it. Obviously, the Jags. You take him in the sixth round. You don't know that he's gonna do that. Yeah, but they've got all this money wrapped up in Nick Foles now. Man, really, he, the only he, team biting about buying for his time, like or his, his services, I should say. Yeah, who I knows know. what's gonna happen there? Because who who's in the AFC South? Tennessee, Indy. Yeah, and Houston. And Houston. Yeah. So, I don't know, man, but Jacoby Brissett looks good, too. Yeah, he's he thrown two tutties in each game he yeah. started. Yeah, he has. Only QB to do yeah. that. Oh, for sure. So, I, like I don't Jacob. know. Yeah. Uh, I think the Jags, I think they're going to get, like, nine wins. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm. I don't know if they'll win the division, though. <sighs> nine wins. Wow. I think so. They Yeah, uh, they've got the... Well, yeah, that's tough. That's a tough division to predict. They got the defense. Yeah. If they can keep Ramsey. Yeah. And he, well, if his back isn't too bad, right? Oh, yeah. Um, and then a couple just quick things. Sucks for us uh, as we're going to Denver next uh, next weekend. But Bradley Chubb tore his ACL. Mm-hmm. Um, so we won't be able to see him rushing the quarterback. Um, he actually uh, suffered the exact same injury exactly seven years to the day in 2012 when he was playing high school. Same knee, same everything. Um, and, but he had this to say about it. He said, it made me who I am today. I remember I was on a hospital bed not knowing if I was going to get any college offers. Look where I am now. I can only imagine what this injury is going to do for me now. Yeah. So power to him. And then the last thing I have is a player after our own heart, Gordon. Um, Percy Harvin recently was interviewed on the Bleacher Report's Untold Stories and was quoted as saying... There's not a game, not a game I played that I wasn't high. Yeah. And it was to deal with the anxiety that he felt. And he uh, had migraines and Migraines shit. and the anxiety that he felt going into the games. Huh. Yeah. Our boy. Our boy, I guess. <laughs> Percy. Percy, baby. Purse? Yeah. And that was passed around the NFL this week. Oof. What are we at? <laughs> 107? Yeah, not too not bad. bad. Well, not bad. Not bad. Let's keep the uh, the party going. Oh, baby. Yeah, you know what it is. <laughs> you know what it is. You know how we do. Oh, 
Last night took a L, but tonight I bounce back. Wake up every morning, by the night I count stacks. Knew that ass was real when I hit it, bounce back. Ah, bounce back, boy. Bounce back, boy. Bounce back, boy. How'd you do, Gord? A new edition. <laughs> and you know what? We like coming up with new content. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I really do. Like I said, so much content, I need to ask Matt which order we have to do all the segments <laughs> in. But this one, my baby, old baby, yep. it's the Bounce Back Boy. Yeah. I like this segment. You know... And I like it when you pick my guy and it actually oh, comes to it fruition. it worked, man. It worked. <laughs> Last week... Okay, so week one, Bounce Back Boy to Jerry Hawkinson did not work, okay? Nah. I'm over. After right. after the first week of the Bounce Back Boy. I have also put Hawkinson on the wire. Yes. So <laughs> I dropped him in another league. I had him too. Um, he's still our boy, though. I yeah. think he'll come back. I think he'll come back. Yeah. But he's hurt right yeah. now. Um, last week, your boy. Yeah. Baby Tron. Baby Tron. Mr. Mm. Kenny Galladay. Oh, I love it. And uh, I don't remember the exact yards I, I thought he was going for. But he did go for nine targets, five receptions, 67 yards, and two to the house, oh, baby. Yeah. Yeah. Huge. Needed it. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. Stop whispering. Oh, oh, yeah. Whisper sound <laughs> effects. This week. Who you got? My bounce back boy. Is it a homer pick? Because I picked your boy last week. Yeah. And I'm going to pick my new boy this week. Oh. Sony Michelle. <laughs> I, I found treasure. Last week, they played Buffalo. Uh, 17 rush attempts, 63 yards. Um, only 6.3 points. Okay. This week, oh, and uh, by the way, oh shit, I didn't put what Galladay got for points. My bad, but it was lots. Yeah, I'll look um, her up. Sony Michelle this week versus Washington. All right, Wayne Gallman last week balled out big time, big balled time. out. Yep. Okay, this week he's going hundo on the ground. Okay, and he hit and paid her, baby. Okay. He hit and paid her in my flex. I like that. In the in, right. in the Flyers league cuz Robbie dropped him for some reason. Guy loves guy loves I tinkering. Put, I might have put I put lots on him, man. I bet 15 I, bucks. Ah, uh, 15 bucks. Did anybody else bid on him? I didn't look that up. I didn't. No, I didn't. Uh Galladay last week got 18 points. 18.7. Oh, get it. Get it. Yeah. I like it. Um Oh, 15. That's probably too much. <laughs> you got him. I hadn't spent much all year. Yeah, you know you want him? Go get him. Yeah. Go get him. Exactly. No problem with it. Exactly. If, if it hits, then you're not spending that money on in any other places because you've, you've solidified a solid flex slash bench player. Right? And now, like I said, Caffrey, Gordon, yeah. Michelle, Looking good. and Jacobs. Looking good. Looking good. You're not in my div in that league, so I I'm fine with that until until playoffs come. I'm in the uh, I'm in the cross checks. Oh I yeah, think. I uh, yeah. What am I in Spe- the Spears? <laughs> <laughs> I thought those were pretty good. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Crickets. You got nothing. You got nothing from anybody for the names of those, those divs. They're really good, actually. I know. Yeah, the cross checks, the Slewfoots, and the Spears. The Slewfoots is my favorite one. That's my favorite name. The Slewies. The Slewies. All the behind-the-scenes work I'm doing for that league, man. Yeah. 
Well, we, you're, you're, you are the commissioner, mm-hmm. so it's part of the job. Anywho, Just moving along. <laughs> okay. We got... <clears throat> what do we got? Tell me. We got... Tell me. We got... It's growing on me. It's growing on me. Dude. United by Uni. Oh, my favorite. I love it. I kept it a bit short this week, and uh, our boy Huncho, El Hicho, he's going to be jumping in uh, towards the end. I'm jumping. I'm going to touch on it briefly. We've talked about it last year. The Atlanta Falcons last week busted out their dirty bird uniforms. Oh, Oh, I love them. I love them. Um, they've got such a great uniform history going, dating back to the earlier days when they had the red helmet. Um, but those black unis, they look good. I love the old school simplified logo. Uh, obviously it goes without saying, I would like them to see, I would like to see them do that, uh, full time. Mm -hmm. Um, I really don't like their current ones. So that was really nice to see. My favorite uniform matchup of the week last week was Dallas and New Orleans. Uh, Dallas rocked their navy blues on uh, the I Sunday like the night. Navies. Yeah, they looked really, really good. And then paired up with the all-white color rush of the Saints, may, maybe top five uh, favorite uni the in the whites. league right now. All-white. Yeah, the white pants. Okay. Gold numbers. I like it. Have you heard that like superstition stat about the blue Dallas unis? No. How they... Enlighten me. I love this. I, I don't know. My my dad was telling me. Like, they always... They've, they've lost, like, almost all the playoff games they've ever worn in blue. Oh, really? Yeah. So, lots of times, they just try and wear their white. And oh. they're the Dallas Cowboys. So, they could just say, hey, we're wearing white today. And they would be able to. Oh, shit. Yeah. Man, that's a good... Uh, I'll, I'll try and look it up. Yeah. I'll try and look it up. Or next time we have... Uh, well, we got two now. Uh... Money Mercs in the STA and Tay and Bonnie Dune are oh, both yeah. big cowboy fans. Yeah, so we could ask them if if there's any truth to that. I'd have um, to uh, I'd have to look up the stat, but yeah, I heard there's you know like a bit of a cliche kind of okay superstition right, yeah. thing going bad juju going yeah on yeah that yeah thing. exactly All right. exactly. Um, the last thing I want to talk about before we get into our joint uni segment is uh, nose bumpers. What is a nose bumper, Matt? Well, let me tell you. The nose bumper is the part of the helmet that is on the top of the forehead where the cage meets the helmet. It's right on top. Most teams in the league fill that space because I would say it's about two inches wide uh, with their name. Usually they write the Browns, the Giants put their logo there, the Patriots write Patriots in there. There are three teams in the league that leave that one vacant. Mm. Washington, New Orleans, and the Kansas City Chiefs. Look for it this Sunday. Just a small uniform titty. <laughs> All right. And now and, on a more serious note. Oh, yeah. The it, last part. It's a little deeper. It is deeper. Um, I talked to Matt earlier today. And I was like, hey, you know what? I'm pitching in on unis. <laughs> on my favorite portion. Yeah. I didn't even smoke a cigarette this United by Unis. <laughs> but, and it was about... Uh, the Bears uniforms that you talked about last week. Yeah. And they were really sharp. They were gorgeous. Yeah, I really like um, I like the striped socks. Yeah. I like the, the vertical accent striping on the shoulders. Yeah. Uh, I the love helmet. the helmet. Oh, the helmets yeah. are dope. Yeah. Um, but there's a bit of a, a stigma around them. Mm-hmm. And um, the Bears players, they're, they're saying they're proud 
to wear the controversial 1936 segregation era uniforms. Yes. That's when African Americans were not allowed to play in the NFL. Um, and they played in, um, what, last Sunday? Yeah, last Sunday. From 1936, sparked controversy because much of the 30s and 40s, African American players were barred from the NFL. Well, rather than permanently retire the uniforms, the Bears rocked them last week against the Vikings, and it seems that the players on board hope to change the narrative behind the, you know, unis. Yeah. Tariq Cohen. I'm just proud to be one of the first African Americans to put the jersey on. I'm joined here by my teammates. And that's, you know, that's kind of the, the vibe that I think we everybody was getting from, you know, the, the new unis. Yeah. It was actually uh, it, it's it's neat. Uh, I I'm bummed on a personal note. One of one of my uniform idols. Uh, his name is Paul Lucas. He he runs a column called Uni Watch, and for years he was part of ESPN. That's and that's they. That's who you get your uni info. Do Remember not, last- do not do <laughs> not announce my my sources and call me out live on the pod. Remember, you have no idea where I get my info from. Remember last week and I said who's they? Yeah, and I said I have my guys. That's one of my guys, several guys. I have a team working for me. Oh yeah. Paul Lucas, uh years writing this column for ESPN, uh they they cut him due to uh cuts and got picked up Within a week by Sports Illustrated. Well, it came out today that after only seven weeks working for Sports Illustrated, Sports Illustrated was recently bought by a larger parent company who did the exact same thing, cut over half the staff at SI, and he was one of them. So I, I just want to give him the shout out he deserves because he uh, kind of pointed us in this direction and uh, had a link on his Twitter feed to the video that the Bears released. It's lengthy, but it is worth a listen to. So uh, there are six pl- or five players and an executive member who are going to discuss the reasoning with these jerseys. Fell season, and we have a big divisional game this week. I'm joined here by my teammates on our internal social justice committee and our chairman, George McCaskey. As you know, we assembled this committee last season to address the important social issues within our community. And together with the club, we raised over $800,000 to give back to our community here in Chicago. We're proud of this work, but we still have a long way to go. Another part of this committee is to engage in meaningful dialogue with the organization, league, and our fan base on issues that we as people, not just football players, care about and can make an impact on. As a founded franchise, our organization is glorious, but it's not perfect. This Sunday against the Vikings, our players will wear the 1936 Classic jersey. That was from a time when, unfortunately, African Americans were not included on the Bears or other NFL rosters. Integration of the NFL and the Bears was too long in coming. But we're proud that this year's Bears will be the first African Americans to wear these jerseys. The importance of wearing this jersey goes way beyond this moment. Wearing this jersey is a sign, a symbol for the people that came before us that weren't allowed to wear this jersey. And now on our shoulders is the opportunity to represent not only our culture, but our city and our team by wearing this jersey and being the first African-Americans to do so. With all that said, after much thought and a lot of meetings, we are proud to be the first African-Americans to pull this jersey over our head and take the field to represent this storied franchise and this great city. When the dust settles on Soldier Field after the game, We want to use this as a positive opportunity to give back, 
To do that, we will be auctioning off select player game-worn jerseys from Sunday's game on ChicagoBears.com to benefit local social justice organizations we as players have selected. Join us in the celebration on Sunday as we take on the Vikings. We learn from our past and use it to push forward for more growth in the next 100 years. We are all united by unis. Hitting them, hitting them. Oh, you oh. you must have been at Ian's No Frills. Oh, and saw pictures on the milk cartons, eh? Oh, I was, <laughs> I was honestly walking around the Abbotsfield No Frills, and I was concerned because you know I see I see missing football players on the back of every every two liter milk carton there yeah. is. Yeah, you see disheartened fantasy owners wandering the aisles. I know. It's tough. Looking longingly at the penne pasta. The milkman is driving around and he's crying, giving the guys, you know, delivering milk door to door. And, and, oh man, it's tough. It's tough. But you know what we at? The MIA milk carton minute, boys. The MIA milk carton minute. Woo! Baby. baby. Woo! I like, I like this idea. I like this new one. Yeah. This is a good new one. And it was a, it was a combo effort. Mm-hmm. Combo effort. Yeah, that's right. Um, the milk carton minute. Last week was uh, Jared Cook, right? Yeah. Yeah. Still missing. Well deserved. Still, well deserved. Still missing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, if he does, if he doesn't turn up quick, the Amber Alert's going to be. Oh off. yeah, yeah. <laughs> People are sharing his face on Facebook. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, this week. <laughs> AP, man. Adrian oh. Pearson. You know what? Fuck. This was only supposed to take a minute, so I gotta hurry up. Oh. <laughs> Has God. time ever been a constraint? I'm just kidding. <laughs> AP, you know what? Honestly, scratch game one. Darius Geis is in. Mm-hmm. I understand that. Gets hurt. Why aren't they why aren't they using him? Where is he? You know, he should be the workhorse we're used to. Hopefully, Maddie. Yeah. We see him back to his usual usage and uh, fantasy relevant. Man. Because he is not. Yeah, we can, we can only hope. And you got to look You gotta look at that roster, man. Like, Chris Thompson is a really good player, but he's not built to be an every down back. He's a pass catcher. Yeah, and although he's old, he seems to defy. He's like the Frank Gore uh, yeah. style. Like, it, it, it won't affect him. But uh, AP, fantasy owners. Where are you at? We, we need you, man. Where you at, man? Where you at? Oh, man, Teddy. Mm, Teddy. Bring in the heat. Digging deep. Teddy Teddy went into the catalog. Oh, man. We throwing it back this week. Man, legit, 
I I don't think that that group ever released anything other than that no. that awful awful song. <laughs> they were, the name of the band is Everything But the Girl. <laughs> And if you look them up, you can find like 19 different remixes to their one song. (laughs) Out of beat, Ted. Out of beat, Teddy. Out of beat. All right. Well, rolling into the next segment. Yeah, rolling into the next one. And I took a little creative license. And I I don't know the guy well face-to-face, but I know the guy well through through this league. He's a fellow Matt. I know he's going to be down with this. But we're going to do an impromptu Feldy's Feel Good. Um, even though he didn't provide anything this week, I, I know he's going to trust me. Matt, stick together. Matt, do stick together. And this is, this is it. So this week, we're going to take a look at offensive tackle David Questenberry. The Houston Texans selected Questenberry in the sixth round. I believe he was out of uh, San Jose State. 176th overall in the 2013 draft. Uh, on June 2000. On June 10th, 2014, uh, the Texans announced that he was feeling fatigued and he had this persistent cough he couldn't get rid of. Uh, After seeking medical evaluation, he was diagnosed with lymphoma. Uh, As a result, he was put on the non-football illness designation and the Texans could waive him because of this in May 2016. He he cleared waivers, obviously, and was placed on the team's um, non-football injury list. Throughout this whole time, he was uh, completing uh, cancer cancer treatment, and he eventually returned to practice for the Texans to start OTAs on May 23, 2017. It didn't last long because on September 2nd, he was released by the Texans uh, and signed with their practice squad, uh, eventually getting the promotion in December as the season wore on uh, to the active roster. He made his NFL debut December 2017 against the Pittsburgh Steelers. In 2018, Questenberry was finally waived for the last time by the Texans, and he eventually found his way to the Tennessee Titans, where he signed a reserve-slash-future contract with them on December 31st, 2018. He's been there ever since, and in week one of this past season, this happened. The rest of our CBS crew here from Nissan Stadium. Mario to play action to the end zone. It's caught for the touchdown. It's a chicory. It's David Questenberry going out on the pass route. And Tennessee on the verge of tying this game to get tricky. Here's Questenberry right here playing tight end on the line. They're going to fake the play action and watch him sneak out number 72. Wow. How about that? So with with the with his team, the Titans on the two yard line, he lined up as a tight end, uh, and nobody accounted for him, and he caught a touchdown pass. So you gotta you gotta respect the grind, the oh, effort, yeah. the uh, the determination that this guy showed. And although it happened in week one, we still need to bring it up. We still need to celebrate it because goddamn, that's that's a motivating mm-hmm. story, right there, man. It's Feldy's feel good moment. And that's Feldy's feel-good moment. I like it. I, I hope I did you well, Feldman. <laughs> I hope I served you well. Oh, yeah. Oh, baby. Matt delivers. Yeah. He delivers. Like the mailman, Carl Merlot. <laughs> <laughs> Wearing Stockton shorts. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, baby. Oh, baby. Well, you didn't get enough groceries when you popped by the uh, no-frills because you got, you got to go back there. I didn't. 
You didn't get I enough. I didn't get enough yeah. groceries. Forgot to get <sighs> bread and cheese, eh? You know what? It's probably because they make me beg my own fucking Oh, groceries. I hate it. Oh, it's oh, the worst. It's, it is the worst. No frills. You know what? If you got to go there, you got to go there. It's not that bad. In a pinch, yeah. yeah real you, nice. If you got options, man, you are not going to know. Yeah, frills. best to avoid, but in, yeah. a pinch, in a pinch, it works. Yeah, oh yeah. Uh, I don't know if it's charming or offending, but every time I seem to go there, the cashier, who is typically around my age or maybe younger... <laughs> Calls me dear or sweetie. And it's oh, just yeah. like, uh, sorry, that right is reserved for Doris at the crest. Uh, my grandmother and my mother. I'm not your dear. I am oh, literally man. three to four years older than you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, it's a strange place. <laughs> What's most strange about it is it's really nice inside. Yeah, it is nice. I, I don't mind it. In, yeah, I don't mind it. It's but, just. It's the demographic. It's the crowd that goes in there. <laughs> you got to hurdle a couple BMXs and backpacks oh, on yeah. your way in. But, hey. Whatever. Uh, We're at it. That's us. The No Frills No Name of Baby We North Side. North Side. Ah, the No Frills No Namer. It is honestly a segment that is getting harder and fucking harder to do. Right. Because guys aren't showing up that nobody's heard of. Right? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But this week, <laughs> I got a guy in Gord's fucking wheelhouse, man. <laughs> right in my wheelhouse. This guy. You're... <laughs> I, don't, I don't even want to comment. <laughs> ask. If you know who he is, I'd be very fucking surprised. <laughs> He's a tight end for Oakland. Okay. Across Daryl Waller. Darren. Is it Darren? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, no, it's uh, it's not Darrell Waller. No, I think it's Darren. Darren. Okay. Darren Waller. Oh, Is now, it? now you got me here. I'll, I'll research. You look it up. Ted, pull Teddy, up, pull those numbers. Pull it up. up. Yeah, but this guy, no frills, no name this week, Foster Morrow. Yeah, man, oh, I take that, baby. Oh man, oh baby. Three targets, three receptions. 30 receiving yards, one tutty, nine points for Cindy. Yeah, and one of those catches was fucking gorgeous, man. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I love that pick. Yeah, he's a rookie this year. I believe he came out of LSU. But if you're uh, you're a Raiders fan, you got to look at that. Yeah. Look at that combo and be like, okay, like, there's a bright spot we can can, uh, work towards Mm -hmm. uh, with Darren Waller. Oh, okay. Darren Waller. Not Darrell, but Darren. Yeah. He's too well known. (laughs) <laughs> for me to know. Yeah, exactly. Foster Morrow. These guys, Dawson Knox, Foster Morrow, playing at the fucking Grand Ole Opry lately. <laughs> Love it. Yeah. Love it. Imagine uh, when you find out that Yahoo, that, that little arrow on Yahoo, you can drop down and pick other positions oh. and not just tight ends. <laughs> I, oh, or damn maybe, it. maybe you just want to live in that tight end realm. I told you it was in my wheelhouse. Yeah, that's that's true. And but he had a good week. It's true. Yeah, it's it's well deserved. Yeah, yeah I'm not knocking it for sure. And, and there's not, like I said, there's not that many guys <laughs> that people haven't heard of. So yeah, exactly. It's uh, next week you're gonna be picking D's. Well, I was lucky last year because I only did it like for the last couple weeks. Yeah, right? as we evolved. And now I now I got to do it every week, man. It's, it's not easy. Oh, I gotta do a segment every fucking oh, week. Oh man. 
All right. I dig it. I like that pick, man. Mm. We're going to move on to Dank Starts. Oh, baby. Okay. I'm going to rip through these pretty quick. There's a lot to cover this week. <laughs> um, going back to the Monday Nighter, uh, or sorry, the Thursday Nighter uh, a couple weeks back um, between the, the, the Eagles and the Packers, Aaron Rodgers had a 59-game unbeaten streak at home when he had a 10-point lead, um, taking a 10-point lead uh, into the lighter part of the game. Um, but that came to an end this past week when he lost 34-27. It was the second longest streak of, it, of its kind in the Super Bowl era. Tom Brady holds the record with eight, an 80-game streak, which was snapped uh, by a score of 35-28 with a loss to the, you guessed it, Philadelphia Eagles. Mm. Speaking of those Eagles, Jordan Howard <laughs> is the second visiting player in Lambeau Field history to get two rushing touchdowns and a receiving touchdown against the Pack. The only other visiting player with two rushing touchdowns and a receiving TD at Lambeau was Willie Gallimore of the Bears on September 28, 1958. So hmm. stick tap to Elias Sports Bureau for, yeah. for that info. But yeah, way to go, Jordan Howard. We talked about him last yeah, week. Yeah, many uh, thought to be an afterthought with Miles Sanders there. He's proven to be the 20-yard and in guy for that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, on the other side of the ball for the pack, Devontae Adams had his eighth career game with 10 receptions, uh, breaking a tie for the most with other Packers players in franchise history, including Donald Driver and Sterling Sharp. So he owns it by himself now. The Falcons have trailed by 14 plus points at half in three of their first uh, three of their four games this season. Atlanta trailed by 14 plus points at the half in just three games over the past th- three years. What? Which is nuts. So you gotta wonder, like, is you look at you look around the NFL, like, which coach is not on the biggest hot seat? Many people would say, you know, like Jay Gruden in Washington might be Dan Quinn in Atlanta, man. Man, Jay Gruden. <laughs> you got something about him? <laughs> Jay Jay Gruden. Um oh, fuck. I saved it. I gotta take a look. Okay. I'll move along. You you pop in when, yeah. you, when you got it up. I'm going to talk about my brownies for a second here. They own the longest pass play of 2019, which was an 89-yard uh, catch and run by Odell Beckham Jr., and the longest run play of 2019, which was Chubb's 88-yarder against the Ravens this past weekend. Interestingly enough, he also owns the, the longest run in Browns history, a mark that he achieved last year against the Falcons with a 92-yard house call. Nick Chubb, reached 21.95 miles per hour on that 88-yard run, which is the fastest speed reached on any touchdown this season in the NFL. Really? Which is crazy. Like, he can bruise, but he's got... He's huge. Wide receiver speed. Ran track in high school. It it shows, man. And I don't want to hype him up too much. Obviously, he's my boy, but he's the first Browns player to reach three rushing touchdowns in a game since... Peyton Hellas, the white rhino, did on November 28, 2010. In Chubb's 13 starts, he has 1,394 yards, 12 touchdowns in 13 starts, and averages 5.2 yards a carry. Wow. And that's all to start his career. And if that does isn't enough, I, I don't want to be too homerish about this, but <laughs> list, listen to the way... Um, Freddie Kitchens talks about him. And I think what stands out most to me in this, in this clip 
is he talks about the player for a bit, but he spends most of his time talking about Nick Chubb, uh, the person. Coach is an excellent individual. Um, he works his tail off every day. He walks on the football field or walks in the weight room or walks in the classroom. And then you're going to, you know exactly what you're getting from Nick every time he walks out there. And every time the, the clock starts turning, you know what you're going to get from him. And, um, and then you, then after all that, you throw in his ability, uh, his skill set, his uh, desire inside from within to be successful, his resilient nature of, of being relentless and chasing uh, being good. So I don't know what else you want in a football player. Nick, first and foremost, is a, it's a, true. Yeah, actually, um, the Brown. So the Browns each week mic up a different player for their website. Okay, they chose Nick Chubb this week. It was a seven-minute video. He might have said twenty to twenty-five words in the entire thing. Really, and it was him from the beginning of the game to the end. Like he would get, he would pound it like fifteen yards. Stands up, hands the ball off, goes back to the line. Yeah, says nothing to the players. If anything, he gives them a tap on the ass. The guy, the guy that tackled him, like. He's just like old school to every mm-hmm. every sense of it, and he's just. I think I think it's telling that even them bringing in Kareem Hunt, suspension or not, he from the get go, he is the leader in that room. Yeah. And they said like Kareem Hunt almost follows his lead. He's asking him for you know advice and and stuff like that. So I I think that's so telling. Uh, I'm at the time, if I'm being totally honest, I wanted Saquon. When, when we had the first and the fourth pick, and instead we obviously took Baker and then Denzel, uh, Denzel Ward, and then got Nick Chubb early in the second round, I think 33. I, I've I got to eat crow. Like, it, it's turned out amazing. I love yeah, Nick Chubb, out. man. He's, he's, he's an absolute beauty. Give it to him. Happy he's on my team. Um, Shaq Barrett. This is kind of an underrated story this summer. So, uh, he was kind of an afterthought as he entered free agency, and now... You, you can't argue that he's in the conversation for Defensive Player of the Year. He went undrafted in 2014, walked on, and made the Broncos. One year, $4 million deal this past offseason with the Bucks, Secured a spot in his final preseason game. Wasn't even guaranteed a spot. Now, he leads the NFL with nine sacks in four games. Yeah, wild. And four for, forced turnovers. That is unreal. Insane. Good for him, man. Yeah, getting it. Your boy, My Christian boy. McCaffrey. Oh, run TMC. <laughs> After registering 179 scrimmage yards, 93 on the ground, 86 receiving, and a touchdown this past Sunday, McCaffrey now joins Jim Brown as the only players in NFL history with three games of at least 175 scrimmage yards and one touchdown in their team's first four games to start a season. Hmm. Speaking of records here, in the past 10 years, teams that start one and three have a 9 out of 75 uh, record to make the playoffs. Teams that start 0-4 are 0 for 28 to make the playoffs. In fact, the only team in NFL history to make the playoffs after an 0-4 start was the 1992 San Diego Chargers. So if your team is 0-4, sorry sorry to say you're done. Uh, Giants who do? Yeah. Sorry, Johnny. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Teddy Bridgewater. Obviously, it's not the prettiest thing. It's a lot of dink and dunk. Uh, but he's the first Saints quarterback to win a game at the Superdome that isn't named Drew Brees since 2004. What? When Aaron Brooks did it against the Falcons in Week six, 16. 
Now, Gord, don't get mad at me, but Dank Stats now has a sub-category within it. (laughs) (laughs) It's called Maddie's Milestones. Okay. And we'll only use it for large, large (laughs) milestones that players have accomplished. Hey, I like it. Not for just little things, but my Maddie's Milestone this week goes to the legend himself, Larry Fitzgerald. Ooh. He passed Hall of Famer Tony Gonzalez, who had a... 1,003, uh, or sorry, 1,325 uh, receptions as the, as second on the all-time receptions list, only behind Jerry Rice. So number one is Jerry, who has 1,549 uh, catches. In second is Larry, 1,326, and Tony Gonzalez right behind him with 1,325. Uh, fourth on that list, interestingly enough, is Jason Witten. Oh, really? 1,100. 162, and then fifth is Marvin Harrison. Safety blanket. And yeah. Jerry Rice was on the field when legendary Larry yeah. got it. Yeah, that's right. I, yeah, I love Larry, man. Oh, yeah. He's a beauty. He's great. And, another one of the class act guys. That we, I guess that's the undertone of this app. Just talking about it good is. dudes in the yeah, league, man. it is. Let's give them some love. Yeah. And this is just a week five bonus stat because uh, our, our late recording uh, yesterday, Russell Wilson's incredible 13-yard touchdown pass to Tyler Lockett in the corner. If you haven't seen it, go look it up. It's pause this, pause the app, go look it up. Had a 6.3 percentage completion probability. Wow! When he let it go, and it's unreal, man. Like it's it's been all over the internet. Sick. People have replaced like uh, the catch halfway through when he's leaning forward. They put Michael Jackson's photo of him leaning. <laughs> Leaning in and then put lock it back in. It was it was unreal. And you know what? I forgot to mention mm. in United by Unis, I had a little sub point. Oh, mini sub. Point. Okay, yeah, yeah. Let's get back. The, Anytime you want to talk about Unis, Gordon. The bright green <laughs> Seattle jerseys. Yes, let's talk about them. I do not mind them. They're pop. They pop. They That's are. For sure. You know what? I saw a girl in the stands like wearing one. <laughs> she looked good, yeah. and I was like, you know what? They do not look that bad. And I was hating on them before last year. They came up. This year, I'm uh, I'm changing my feel about them a little. Changing my feel about. Yeah, I don't mind it. And yeah. Russ with the green shoes. Oh, he looked mm-hmm. good. Yeah. You know what? Like Seattle from the get go when they did their uniform redesign, they wanted to be bold. They wanted to be different. Mm-hmm. And. Obviously, that highlighter green matches that to a T. So, yeah, they're bright, I like it. but you know what? It's it's different from from the you know the safety moves that a lot mm-hmm. of teams make, or like you got a lot of traditional teams that would never ever do that thing. It's no, nice to have a team not. in there that's a little bit more extreme. That's kind of like the city's colors already, though. Oh, big you time! Know? Yeah, yeah. You so. look at the Mariners or the the Sounders have the almost the identical they're ones, right? Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Who knows if. You got to wonder what this Seattle, whatever they're called, uh, the hockey team, uh, the Kraken. Are the, they the Kraken? They haven't come out yet. The Kraken, oh, the Sockeyes, whatever. The Sockeyes would be good. I don't mind that. Yeah, whatever they do, you got to wonder, are they going to stick with the like the navy blue? Have to. It pains me to say, but I kind of dig, like, if you look at a city like Pittsburgh, you look at the Pirates, the Penguins, and the Steelers. All the same color. Black and yellow, black and yellow, black, black and, and yellow. yellow. You know, like, I kind of I kind of dig that. For mm-hmm. fans there, they're probably like, fuck. Oh, uh, another, another black jersey. and yellow shirt, or yeah. another black, a uh, yellow shirt. Whatever. I met a guy in Seattle. He was from, uh, or met a guy in Maui. He was from Seattle. Meeting guys. Yeah, meeting dudes. <laughs> yeah. 
And uh, he was stoked. He was stoked on the hockey team. Baby. Yeah. Well, I think it'll be cool. And those are the dank stats for this week. Oh, they gone. All right. Well, we go from one of our... One of oh, no. I didn't talk about Jay Gruden. Oh. Oh, man. <laughs> this probably should have been in around the NFL. Feeling it. <laughs> the headline on Daily Snark. Mm-hmm. Video shows Redskins coach Jay Gruden smoking weed and trying to hit on young girls. Oh. <laughs> really? Fuck it. I'm probably getting fired anyway. Jay Gruden. No, probably. That wasn't yeah. an actual quote. That was a joke. But this guy out here, man, and, and if you can, look up the video. It's on Daily Snark. It is fucking hilarious. He's legit out there smoking dope. Just. And hitting on young girls. Like, sitting on the street, man. Like, it's, it's, oh, it's fucking, it's Jesus wild. Christ. It's not a good soundbite, so I'm not going to play it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, he's but out worth here. The vid. Worth, oh, yeah, not, e- not even trying to hide it. Like, look at that. Look at him on the street <laughs> sitting there like a hobo. You want to share a slice of pizza? Oh, my <laughs> God. Look it up. It's fucking, oh, fuck. it's wild. That was worth the wait, actually. I know. I'm, I'm glad yeah. you dug that up. Oh. Just what missed it. Oh man, uh, well, I think the most the thing I'm most excited about this week, and I told Gord kind of leading up to it, was like we're going into Grinder now. And it, uh, last week I got some, a lot of positive feedback about Gord getting an intro song. It was fucking tight. Oh, it was uh, sick. Grinding all my life, Nipsey Hustle, great song. But the name of your segment lends itself to a whole lot. And I told Gord, I'm bringing the heat tonight because he deserves it. (laughs) So here we go. Jumping into Gord's Grinder. (laughs) Baby. Baby. Nothing more fire oh. than old school Neptunes. It's good. And the clips. It's good. Oh, baby. Gord's Grinder. Gord's we at it. We at we it. We at it. We out you. Man, Gord's Grinder this week. It's a bit of a lengthy one. Mm. A bit of a lengthy one. And you know what? Buddy, you deserve it. I heard the rumblings. Show life, Shane. Okay. Gord's Grinder picks the elite guys. Thought guy, I thought grinder guys were supposed to be grinders, middling guys. No, man, that is not a Gord's grinder. That's Gord's, a, yeah, that's a no frills, no name. That's a no yeah. frills, no name. The Gord's grinder is anybody who balls out and does not hit the house. Anybody, right? Oh, got to be over 120, 130 yards, ground air. I don't care. Yeah. No tutty. Putting that work without the recognition. Exactly. Right? Yeah. Exactly. So, mm, this week, we got four grinders. <laughs> we got four grinders. Holy shit. All right? We got the thin blade where you're using a cutoff <laughs> saw. We got the hard stone where you're grinding shit out. Oh, man. Tile saws. Gore's, concrete. Gore's the foreman watching over oh, all man. these grunts, baby. Oh, yeah. <laughs> anyway. Oh, I love the dedication. Fucking rights. Man, grinders. You know what? Sick intro. And I'm I'm opening the grinder with your boy. Oh, give it to me. Who is it? Jarvis Juice Landry. Well earned, baby. Give it to him. Well earned. First Baltimore last week. Yeah. 167 yards 
obviously through the air. Mm-hmm. No Tuddy. Odell who? Yeah. Odell who? Yeah. You know what? The seam, the seams and the slots were open mm. all last week, and, and Baker found him. Exactly. Same, Give it to him. Yeah. He was looking for his tight ends, his his RBs, and, and Juice in the slot. Running in the slot. Yeah. And oh, Juice looked good. Yeah. He's in concussion protocol right now. God, I hope he plays this week. We need him on Monday. Yeah. Against the 3 0 49ers. I like him. I like him. 20.7 points. Yeah. Great pick. We got another wide receiver on the LA. Rams. Rams. It's Rams. <laughs> <laughs> you ever seen that meme? The broad. It's ma'am. No? No. Oh, you gotta look it up. Where's she at? It's ma'am? Oh, it's a it's a a guy dressed as Oh, girl. in the, in, <laughs> in the, the video. In store. the game stop. Yeah. He's pissed. Ma'am. Yeah, he's a he's a transgendered fella. Yeah. Yeah, which yeah, is whatever, and he's pissed off that he didn't get the money value that he thought for the game and that the, he was exchanging. And the it. poor kid behind the counter was like, "Sir, <laughs> <Yeah>. it's ma'am." <laughs> anyway, <laughs> Robert Woods, <laughs> he goes off versus Tampa Bay last week. Does he not? Yeah, he did. 164 yards through the air, no tutty. Give it to him, Gord's grinder. Yeah, he's he's. You never know. Week to week with those rounds, oh, man. it yeah. was uh, it was uh, Woods' turn to eat. Excuse me, it's ma'am. It is ma'am. You need to settle down and mind your business, okay? Ma'am, once again, ma'am. Like, I understand his gripe. Yeah, you know? like, I do too, but that guy looked like he fucked me up. So I don't <laughs> think I'd be telling him, ma'am or sir. Yeah, think, exactly. Uh, okay. Yeah, he's got Aaron Donald's shoulders. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Looks like he rode his Harley there. <laughs> Third grinder of the week. Yeah, hit it. It's Johnny's boy. Mm. It's Stu's boy. Ooh. Len Dog. Oh. Len Dog. The Len Dog. Leonard. <laughs> Fournette. Oh my god. Kids getting through the week. Yeah, man. you know what? I feel pretty good. It's all good. Yeah. I can't believe I forgot him. I have him on my keeper league. Yeah, you gotta remember him. Runs I, said angry. I said Lendog. I got too excited. Yeah, anyway. Lendog. Lendog. I think Johnny Chris in that nickname. He balled, man. 225 yards on the ground. Are you fucking kidding me? He had a really nice week. I think he's benefiting from Gardner Minshew having Absolutely. success for sure. Absolutely. The teams can't stack eight, nine players in the box anymore. Nope. You got to respect the pass. Yeah. yeah. He was running angry. Mm-hmm. 28 and a half points. Yep. I think, and I think for them, like they, uh, they drafted Reichwell Armstead uh, this year. Maybe it was a, maybe it was a bit of a wake up call to him being like, okay, mm-hmm. if you want, if you want to own this backfield, take it. I drafted him first in the big money league, uh, had first overall, and it was... How many years ago? Two years ago. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, yeah. And it was awesome. Yeah. But injury plague, me drafting, me picking up TJ Yeldon on the wire every other week, (laughs) it sucked, man. Who is it this week, Yeldon or Chris Ivory? (laughs) Oh my god, I was starting Chris Ivory. Yeah, the struggle's real. As we we know, you can plan everything you want. You can, Fantasy is so fickle and cruel, man. 
Yeah. You know, leading into it, you never know. Guys no. questionable, boom, out. You know? Yeah. Guys suspended, boom, they're out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, draft him. Hand, handcuffed on the bench, boom, you have no play. <laughs> didn't you pick up Chris Herndon in one of our leagues who's also suspended? Well, okay, yeah, let's address that. I fucked up. I thought I know he had a four-game suspension. Well, we're going into week five, but I forgot that the Jets had a week four bye. <laughs> so I, I dropped, uh, I think it was, oh, I dropped Vance McDonald because I was he's handcuffed. Hurt. Yeah, he's hurt, so I, I let him go. And I picked up Tyler Eifert just to just to get me through the Monday nighter to because I uh, played Chris Chris Kirk and Linny, and he had Tyler Boyd playing. So I thought, okay, I've got a safe enough lead, but just to offset it, just just in case, I pick up Eifert. So I, after Eifert played, I was like, okay, I'll put a waiver claim in for Herndon, thinking I'm fucking you know like that <laughs> that meme smart tapping my head, Gut guy, yeah, getting ahead of the curve. Oh man, he's making a play. Got him, obviously. <laughs> Paid whatever, four bucks for him. <coughs> and was like, oh, fuck. He ain't playing this week. No. Nope. Dropped him right after. Picked up Jimmy Graham. Oh, Jimmy G. Yeah, yeah. And uh, lo- the luxury of uh, the Kenny Banyas, Chris Robinson, oh. Globetrotter. He's got such a deep bench that he he followed suit, picked up Herndon. He's going to stash him, and now he's going to have two two solid tight ends for him uh, waiting right there. I yeah. got him. You got him. <laughs> I picked him up in the in the money league. In the money league, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. the other tight ends, Dawson Knox. Yeah. It sounds like he's a he's a tight end in a few leagues. Uh, <laughs> maybe Dawson. Dawson. Mm. But you know what's funny? I'm sorry, Maddie. We ain't even done Grinder yet. Oh yeah, Nan, we ain't t- even done him. T- we ain't it. even done it. Good. I love. I love. And, I, love uh, I mean, this one we kind of touched on last week because we were potting while. The Thursday night it was on. Yeah. But Devontae Adams. Yeah, a little sneak last week. A little sneak. Oh. Brief. Yeah. Oh. Man, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Wilded. Yeah. Wilded. And you know what? He was almost going to be on the milk carton fucking minute if he didn't have yeah, a game. Yeah. Without that week week four. Yeah, for sure. I, to- I totally agree. Balls uh, out. Yeah, I've got him in my auction league. I took him early. And you expect when you're taking Devontae Adams, it was, it was either him <laughs> Or was DeAndre? I've been on the Devonte Adams train for right. Yeah, a while. and now now peeps are recognizing right. But it, it was those two that were consensus first rounders, right? Yeah. Finally, you got what you were looking for, even with him not uh, reaching the reaching the end zone. Yeah, him, right? Mike Thomas, and uh, Hopkins. I would say were all first rounders. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd say uh, Thomas rode the edge of like 10, 11, 12 more. Devontae, it was like, okay, like the big running backs go. It was like, okay, who you take, DeAndre or Devontae after that? Yeah. Yeah. Balls out. Man. 180. 180. Philly. Yeah. No tutty. Huh. 180. Huh. It's, yeah, tough. And he got hurt at the end of that game. Yeah, he didn't he did. even finish the game. So, whew, 180. Give it to him. Good for, good for you, Devontae. Mm-hmm. I was pumped. All right. Man. Go deep on the grinder more. Oh, I did. I this like was that. a great grinder week. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes yeah. it's not. You got to play to. Yeah, play exactly. The sometimes you're scraping. Yeah. And sometimes you're you're rolling. Yeah, it, man. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Well, uh, we're gonna move along to the fearless forecast slash the fearless tank cast. Oh. And uh, I'll I'll go first. Uh, last week I run the tank offs. Uh, last week at wide receiver I picked Marquise Hollywood Brown against my Cleveland Browns, and I thought he would have under four yards receiving, no touchdowns, and I tossed in a fumble. Don't hold that against me, folks. 
He was shut down by a pair of backup cornerbacks in Terrence Mitchell and TJ Carey, held to only 22 yards on four catches and no touchdowns. Although he didn't fumble, I'm chalking this as another W. Yeah. Because, fuck it, we run this segment, who's stopping me? (laughs) (laughs) I was close enough. Oh, baby, Maddie and the Tank this season are like PB&J, just work so well together. Oh, my God. What a year difference makes. At running back, slipped up a little bit. Uh, I said David Johnson against the Seattle Seahawks uh, would have a tough week. I took a deep look into my crystal ball and saw Johnson getting less than 50 yards on the ground, less than 25 receiving, and no touchdowns. Well, it looks like I need to get out the Windex and clean that ball. (laughs) Although he was just held to 40 rush yards uh, on the ground... He was a major, major factor in the passing game as he went off for 99 yards <laughs> and eight catches. <sighs> Nothing else to say, but big tree, fall hard. It's false. No way. Not this time. We created it. Not this time. No, not this time. It's totally made up. Pure fiction. It's fiction. It's fiction. We made it up. We made this one up. It's a made-up tale. It's a total fabrication. It never happened. It never happened. This one was invented by a writer. Not this time. It never happened. It's false. It never happened. It's a fake. It's fiction. It's an urban legend that never happened. No way. We got you. Not a chance. Not this time. It never happened. It never happened. We made this one up. It's fiction. We made up this one. We made it up. Not this time. Not this time. Not this time. You're wrong. Not this time. It never happened. Oh my god. (laughs) Oh Oh, man. Fuck. For those wondering, that was Jonathan Frakes uh, from from, uh, Star Trek fame, who also hosted, uh, I think it was like Inside Edition Mysteries or something like that. Oh my god. Not only being my... uh, a slightly slimmer, more charming doppel- doppelganger. doppelganger. He uh, he put me in my place. Oh, so with all that being said, and Jonathan Frakes' uh, really really mean uh, assessment of my <laughs> of my pick there, uh, my, we made it up. <laughs> yeah, total fabrication. A writer wrote that one. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, my current tank cast record sits at a respectable four and two. Yeah, it does. four correct, two yep. incorrect. Yeah. It does. This week, at quarterback, we've given him a lot of love, and it's time we give him a little bit of, uh, you know, a little Ooh. slight. Gardner Minshew the second Ooh. versus the Carolina Panthers. The Panthers have given up the seventh fewest fantasy points to QBs this season and have posted double-digit fantasy numbers the past two weeks while they played the Cards and the Texans. I'm thinking that the mustachioid Minshew will be held in check and will have trouble with, front, with the front line of the Panthers, who already have four picks and in four games, 18 sacks. Minshew will have less than 200 yards passing, one touchdown, and he's going to get sacked four times minimum. At tight end, Ooh. go big or go home, Gordon. <laughs> one of the leading tight ends of this season, Austin Hooper is Ooh. going to tank against the Houston Texans. Yes, you might say he's coming off two monster weeks where he put up 18 and 17 points respectively. 
Yes, you might say he sees a ton of targets. And yes, you might say Matty Ryan's uh, target choice uh, number one of late because of all the struggles that offense is going through. Those are all correct. But consider this. The Texans have allowed the second fewest fantasy points to tight ends this season, and they are playing at home. Do you smell it, Gord? Can you smell it? I can smell it. I know Dwayne can. Just got to get his nose cleared of all the... For fantasy owners, we know what that smell means. Disappointment and heartache. He will have 41 yards receiving, zero touchdowns, and he'll be held to under four catches this week. Book it! Man. <laughs> I don't even know how I'm supposed to follow that. Man. How am I supposed to follow that? I, I, <laughs> you and Teddy be working overtime on the clips. I ain't getting, I ain't getting the Teddy time in. <laughs> I think your quarrel is with Teddy, good sir, and not with me. I, that's what I just said. That's what happens when you live with the guy, you know? Obviously, know. he plays favorites. I know. He is a favorite guy. <laughs> well, my fearless forecast. Yeah. I've, uh, uh, you know, I haven't done that great. I haven't done that great. Yeah, not great. It obviously, could be worse. Under 500. Yeah. Bound. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Mm. Point three three three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> last last week, my uh, QB fearless. Yep. Kyle Allen mm. of the Carolina Panthers. He balled out the week before. Mm-hmm. In Arizona, granted Arizona, two sixty one, four pass tutty, three rush attempts, one fumble lost. Last week, after my uh, fearless. What does he get, Maddie? What does he get? He man, I I don't know the exact number, but I know he ducked JJ Watt on that one sack play like a yes. fucking boss and kept his balance. Well, <sighs> what did he get? Two hundred and thirty-two pass yards. Okay, respectable, not bad. Three fumbles lost. Ooh, <laughs> that is his stat line. There's an anchor. <laughs> That'll bring you, bring you down. <laughs> 3.28 points. That's it, eh? For my boy. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, man. Tough one. Tough one. Tough one, so, but a nice one for, for... Oh, you picked him to do well. I picked him to do well. Oh, right, yeah. Because yeah. I picked the bad guys. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah, you do. Friday pod! <laughs> This, uh, and last week I had tight end as well. Yeah. And I went with our boy, Will Disley, mm-hmm. who had not a bad game uh, last night, I don't think. Didn't check. Uh, yeah, he had a real oh, yeah. uh, yeah, decent yeah, game. Yeah, 81 yards. Yeah, there. real nice. But the game I was picking him for mm-hmm. was against Arizona. Eight targets, seven receptions, 57 yards, and a tutty. Not bad. Yeah, not, not bad. Not bad. I picked him for 96 yards and... Two tutties. Ah, so a little bit off. Chalking it up as a win. Yeah. Chalking it let's, up as a let's win. Let's give it to you. So I'm sitting at two and four. Two and four overall this, this year. Yeah. But you know what? You know what, Matt? Are you going two and all this week, This buddy? week. <laughs> this week. I'm back, baby. Let's get back I'm to back. it. Fearless Gordo. Woo! Let's do Huncho, it. Huncho. Coming in. Ooh. Wide receiver. 
Stefan Diggs mm. versus the New York Giants. And they're wow. burnable, burnable secondary. <sighs> Stefan Diggs, squeaky wheel, getting the grease. 132 yards, one tutty this week. Very good point. Okay. We, talk, we talked earlier in the episode exactly. about playing angry. Exactly. Boom. Running back. David Montgomery versus Duck. Or Oak. Sorry. Bad writing. <laughs> in London. Oh, all right. oh, the London series is already playing. started. They're playing. Probably going to be pissing fucking rain. Oh, man. Does that mean like the, the game kicks off at like 8? No, it's at 11. 11 yeah. mountain time. Yeah. Oh, decent. Okay, that's not too bad. Fantasy then, owners can only hope that David Montgomery does that, man. We need him. Yeah, we, need we him. do. He's yeah. going 92 on the ground, one tutty, and 48 through the air. 48 through the air, mm-hmm. one touchdown. I In London. That. In London. The London game when Megs and I went was fucking awesome. So fun. Yeah, I bet. Giants-Rams, it was sick. It, uh... It's Landon in, Collins fucking had that pick six. Yeah, all the way to the house. Oh, yeah, baby. Sick. Yeah, that was real nice. I remember watching that. But yeah, I think I think the unique experience about our London game is you have way less loyal fans to the two teams. Nobody playing. knew what was going on. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's, Everybody's just like, wearing whatever jersey. Yeah. They had to explain, like on the on the big board, mm. penalties. So like there would be like like stoppage in play, it'd be like Yeah, oh. it would be like pass interference. Yeah. And then it would like say on the board what it was. <laughs> yeah. It was pretty funny. Third down. Team has one more down to make up for it. Like, it was fucking... It was cool. What does encroachment mean? And I only saw one Browns fan. Oh, what a smart, yeah. smart man. Only one. It was oh. sick. Well, I I don't mind those picks, man. I, I would really like if David Montgomery came to fruition. Yeah, me too. I have and him in one league. I think for talking points in on the pod, it would be great if Diggs did that. Man, because I think all he's you're doing it. is up in your value. Dig it. Huncho, bring the Huncho. Oh, baby. Oh, baby. I like that. Oh, baby. Oh, yeah. All right. 206. Bit long, but fuck it. Uh, yeah, you, got, you got all weekend to listen to this or fast forward through the parts you don't like. <laughs> yeah, true. Um. Well, what are we hitting next? Should we do the buds and duds? Yeah. Quick okay. buds and duds. Yeah, let's do it quick. Um. This week, I've got the buds. A uh, few homer picks here. You've been forewarned. Um, but a few that'll be like, whoa, Matt, really digging deep. At quarterback, Joe Flacco. Oh. What? He threw what? three. He threw three. Yes. That Joe Flacco. Give it to him. You know, the one that's sitting out on the wire in every league every you're league. in. Every league. Leader of the 0-4 Denver Broncos. That Joe Flacco. He put up 27 points last week in standard scoring. He threw 303 yards, three touchdowns, and only one interception. Mm. I legit can't believe I chose this guy. Elite. But, oh my God. He's elite. What a time to be alive. Joe Flacco. Yeah. Man, last year in my 2QB league. (laughs) Bit desperate? I had Joe Flacco. And Eli Manning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's my dude, man. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. I, and then at one point... It's based on history. It's an excellent choice. And then <laughs> at one point, I had Joe Flacco, Case Keenum, and Nick Mullins. Oh, yeah. Man, for a while there, Nick Mullins wasn't a bad fantasy play. Well, well bad. Jimmy G was down. 
At wide receiver, a guy that was talked about quite a bit this offseason, drafted early in many leagues and really paid off this past week, Chris Godwin. Ooh, give it to him. Oh, what a beauty. Bald. He went bananas. 172 yards on 12 catches, two touchdowns. Just wild, man. He had 33 points. Massive game for the Bucks and a massive game for Chris Godwin. Mm-hmm. You know, solidify yourself as number two. Teams cannot focus just on Mike Evans now. No, they can't. You know? And that can only benefit guys like Ronald Jones, guys like Jameis, obviously. Uh, what about my boy? Maybe Peyton gets a little love. <laughs> I have a feeling Dare Ogumbawale might might pass him quick. It, I it, think it's Dare. Is it Dare? Yeah. I, I don't mind is. that. I think it is Dare. Dare is nice. Dare Ogumbawale? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so I believe I pronounced that this late <laughs> in the fall. Yeah. Woo! Dare O. Dare O. So at quarterback, I wanted to pick a guy that it might be available in case you're super needy and it, with buys coming up. So you got Flacco. Godwin, definitely gone. This guy, no way he's out on the wire, but I had to give it to him. Nick Chubb. Ooh. What a week. 40 fantasy points. Oh, bald. Whopping. Bald. Chubb was beasting and feasting on the Ravens' D. He had 165 yards on the ground on only 20 attempts while reaching the end zone three different times. He also had an 18 yards receiving. As we mentioned before, love the guy. Mm-hmm. Love his demeanor. I think he's a calming presence for Baker. Really, really like it. Boom. The second Browns choice of the Buds is a guy that is probably available on your wire and is worth, at the very least, monitoring. RSJ. It is RSJ. Uh-huh. Well, well, David Njoku is on the IR. Yeah, he is, man. Ricky I- Seals-Jones acquired on waivers when he was cut by the Arizona Cardinals. Last week, he had three catches on three targets, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Massive divisional win for the Browns over the Ravens. He had 14 points. He had a couple long plays, uh, and he definitely... Seems to be the guy. There's him and Demetrius Harris, but I think it's him, this, the pass-catching tight end, that will replace uh, Njoku until he's back. He was wide open. Oh, yeah. yeah. Wide on, open. Yeah, big time. On the tutty he was, and then he busted a seam uh, seam pass for about 40. It was it was really nice to see. Um, I know it's two Browns players. Call me a homer, but at least with our RSJ, you can look on the wire. If you've got the depth, stash him. See what happens this week. And if you've got cojones like El Honcho, mm. you can roster him and start him. Fucking right. I, I think you could. Um, we'll see. Going against San Francisco, it's a bit of a tough matchup. But, yeah. You it, know. It, tight, end like... is, tight end is a thin position at this point in the year. Like, I mean, in two out of my three leagues, uh, I had to drop Hawkinson, as I mentioned. <laughs> um, and then uh, I dropped Vance McDonald. And I picked up Jimmy Graham in both. I don't love it, but I think it could pay off. I'm not mad if it doesn't, though, because yeah. Jimmy Graham has had been so sporadic, so up and down since basically he, he went to Seattle. Uh, so, you know, it is what it is. But if Ricky Seals-Jones pans out until Njoku's back, you're laughing. Give it to him. Exactly. Little uh, Gord's dank sad about Jimmy Graham. Yeah. Used to ride or drive his seaplane. To really fucking work every day, yeah. No way. Yeah, he has a seaplane. He has a pilot license. Yeah, pilot what license. Fucking. And he would fucking whatever drive it. You can if you go to the uh, Space Needle, yeah. you can see the big bay that the seaplanes come in and land hmm. on. It's pretty sick, man. And uh, he did it 
Yeah, I guess all the time. Man, that is so... That's actually so fucking cool. A lot fucking cooler than uh, <laughs> Philip Rivers rolling in his huge limo <laughs> with all his nine kids watching game tape. <laughs> fucking right. Yeah. Uh, that's true. Man, I wonder... Uh, maybe Scotty can write us in next week in Seattle. Like, how close are you to that to that bay where, where these planes land? I know, because Scott's got a nice... I would say maybe... T- less than 10 minute walk from his house um to to the ocean like he's Ooh, right in yeah. there he's got a beauty spot east lake uh east lake i wonder what that's what that's like in, in relation because seattle's here bellevue's here i think east lake is over here mm. educate us scotty yeah let us know i've Man. been to his place well his old place yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, Scotty same. and I have had a few nice nights in Seattle. <laughs> but You'll have a couple more in Denver. Oh, baby. Oh, man. I'm oh, stoked. I'm so stoked. So pumped. Um, What do we got? Well, you're going to roll through. Roll through the duds? Yeah. There was a few a few uh, big-name duds this week. Yeah. Yeah. You know? Yeah. There was, some, there was some weak play, but didn't need, uh, you know, well, my first guy. QB, Tom Brady. Yeah. Huh. 4.7 points versus Buffalo. I was impressed by that Buffalo D, man. Absolutely. They're, yeah. But the thing is. Sneaky good. New England didn't need their offense to win. No. Right? No. So. Yeah. Yeah. One of the touchdowns came off that block punt. Exactly. Block Uh, punt. I, I, sorry, I I don't want to get it over, but I, I, just a quick tidbit about that block punt. So it was recovered by Matthew Slater. Who's been a standout for the for the Pats? I think I think he's in his eleventh or twelfth year. Anyways, he recovered the punt, took it to the house. In twelve seasons, that was his first touchdown, and he he had come out to his teammates and said, "Yeah, I've reserved myself to thinking I'll never get one." Yeah, and he he got it, and he celebrated uh, like kind of he was knees on the ground, eye our arms open, looking up at the up at the skies, and it was the same way he celebrated his last touchdown in college. Huh. Which is a nice little bookend. They hadn't got a blocked punt TD in like years. Man, it's... Since like the early 2000s yeah, or something like that. It's rare. It's yeah. rare for all teams, right? Yeah. But... The timing has to be perfect. Yeah. Again, Tom Brady, still dud of the week. Yeah, that's <laughs> true. And you don't get to pin it on a guy like that very often. No, exactly. So you get <laughs> so the I'm chance, taking you advantage. take it. Yeah, you take 150 it. pass yards, one interception... Negative three rush yards, um, but again, you know, didn't uh, didn't need the offense to win. D won it. Fucking New England. Ugh. Running back. They always they're always good. I know it's tough. You can't even front on. Yeah. Running back Joe Mixon versus Pittsburgh. Nothing. What did they win? Like thirty to three. Yeah, it's twenty eight three something Fuck. along those lines. Yeah, 15, just dominated. Them. Fifteen rush attempts, six two yards, five targets, four receptions. One receiving yard, six point three points. Yeah. Uh, and they they couldn't get anything. Going. Nothing and nothing. That, that's against another team that was zero and three. Exactly. Yeah. It was it was do or die for both. Yeah. And the Bengals died. Man, Dalton gonna Dalton. That, I know. That, that's the thing, right? Like Joe Joe is in tough because with all the injuries they got wide receiver, they, they obviously you key on Tyler Boyd. And they can just stack the box because yeah. they're no like, well, Dalton's not going to rush. No, you know? I know. Give it to Tyler Eifert, man. He was good. Yeah, he yeah, he was okay. He, he was got, a little he red got, zone like, guy, but he's injury prone. Yeah, he, he dropped a couple. Well, he missed a couple in the end zone. I shouldn't say he dropped. Like, they were in his vicinity, but mm-hmm. who knows if they were catchable. 
wide receiver dud, Keenan Allen. Mm. Oh, versus Miami. Very burnable game. Yeah. 4.8 points, 5 targets, 5 receptions, 48 yards. Nothing going. No. You, Nothing as going a fan against Johnny's fence. Yeah, and you, as a fan center, it hurts, you, yeah. Big time. You look at that matchup and you think, Oh, I'm okay. starting them. Okay, it's yeah. Start. Yeah, feed them, feed them, feed them, because that's all they've been doing this season, and now I know. It, it didn't, it didn't I, pan out. I started Rivers over Aaron Rodgers last mm-hmm. week, and they weren't that bad. They were only like a five-point difference. I got dummied by Stu anyway. But tight end, dud. Mm-hmm. Oh. I think he's been on it. OJ. Howard, the juice. He's got to get going. Dude, He's got to get going. Three targets, three receptions, 33 yards. Yep. But you know who got a tutty? Uh, Last game. Uh, <laughs> you know who got a tutty? Yeah, I do. My boy. <laughs> My boy. Cameron Bright. The fact that you don't own a Bright jersey oh. is criminal, man. He is your boy. You he should. Is you boy. should be rocking that 84. I know. On the disc golf course, on the regular golf course. To no frills. Everywhere you go, oh, man. man. Calculator numbers on your chest to and work. back. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I. if you're talking guys that got preseason hype that have not lived up to the billing, a, uh, OJ Howard is at the top, if not the top of that list. I had him in uh, the PPR league last year. Mm. Money. Yeah. Money. Yeah. But... He, Man, he's got the he's got the pedigree. Obviously, he came out of Alabama. I have him in my auction league this year. He's been beyond frustrating. You think because it was basically like, okay, if you don't get Ertz, Kittle, or uh, Kelsey, these are the next three: Ingram, Hunter Henry, Jared and, Cook. Mm, maybe, maybe, but like OJ Howard was those top. Like for me, the second tier was like those three guys. Mm-hmm. Evan Ingram sure has delivered. Hunter Henry's been battling a bit of. Uh, I think True injuries and OJ Howard. Like when I'm you have shit, when you have your coach coming out to the media, basically calling you out, saying we need more from you. Whew, cool. that's a that's a tough look, especially mm-hmm. for a third year guy that was drafted that early. Oh, a fantasy owner is all over. Like mad, mad. It's frustrating, and you I'm might sure be a lot on of, the milk curtain later. Yeah, I was I was gonna <laughs> say, man, oh, he man. could be an MIA guy. Yeah. Who knows? But there's two. Uh, let's play devil's advocate. There's two schools of thought. You could approach the guy who has OJ in your league and try to buy low, very low, hoping that he turns it around. Or you hold on to him and say, you know what? He's too talented not to bust out of this. I agree. And, and Tampa Bay looks like they're kind of maybe turning it on. Yeah. Well. Yeah. You walk in. You walk into to the, the Rams. Coliseum yeah. To the Rams and stadium. put up fifty. Put up 50 on them. Man, yeah, that that's a statement win, mm-hmm. not only against the Rams, but for the rest of the league. Like, hey, we we are good. When when we're on, we can roll with the best of them. I think if it came down to, in the NFC South, like New Orleans or Tampa. Tampa, yeah. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Carolina, I don't know. Can't really put them in that category. At this point, so. But? Yeah, Tampa's got the tools. It's just a matter of <coughs> them figuring out, putting it together. Exactly. Right? Huh. Buds and duds. Buds and duds. Really? I like those, Gord. Oh, a lot yeah. of good talking points. Oh, yeah. Great talking Beauty. points. Beauty! Okay, well, we're nearing the end of our uh, app. I know it's running a bit long, but... Ah, touch long. But, uh... Boys are getting in the last half of it. Last, last little bit. Yeah, I don't foresee any complaints. No, no. 
Um, <laughs> gonna run through the scores in both leagues, uh, Flyers and N4DL. Mm-hmm. Start with the N4DL. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. The Sweatpant Bonaires <laughs> beat the Rundle Hard Hats 99 to 78. Worst, worst loss of the week. Yeah. And I honestly have not stopped thinking about it. <laughs> I, I know that it, it's just, it's pain to me. It's yeah. pain to me big time. Looking for revenge on Steve. Looking for revenge. I know you can read my thoughts, boy. Oh man. Sometimes the hamster's spinning, but there's no wheel, you know? Oh yeah, so I lost to Sue. But well, we'll we'll rip through them here. Beverly yeah. Blazers. Well, let, we should mention that that was a crucial victory for Stu. Oh, it was. He needed it because he he went to two and two. But man, like given his track record and how uh, down on the dumps he can get about fantasy football, it's true. I was happy to see it. Not not saying that I was happy to see you lose, but for him, uh, I, I think I think it'll keep him engaged guess, uh, and pumped on it. Guess who's in last place in the N forty L right now. <laughs> I could take a wild shot in the dark. Oh, man. <laughs> me. <laughs> what have you done for me lately? <laughs> yeah, what have you fucking done for me lately? Mm. Anyway, sitting in last place, round the hard hats, I'll grind my way back. Still one in three. It's not like you're, you're no. drastically behind. Pretty low point totals. Uh, Beverly Blazers also lost last week yeah. to the cat dude. Meow. And uh, 95-88, pretty tight loss. Ah, uh, you know... If you're if you're not getting over a hundred points, I don't think you're having that great of a week. No, anyway. I don't think so. I went into the week kind of reserved that I was going to have a, a tough go. Uh, I was I was really helped by Lamar Jackson's twenty six points, and uh, all I all I needed on the Sunday night game was twenty nine points from Will Lutz and Odell Beckham Jr. Well, Will Lutz, you did your end of the bargain. You got fourteen. Odell got me two. Yeah. But I can't really get mad because I look over at Kellen's team that beat me, and he had DeAndre Hopkins that went for 3.1, and Josh Gordon that went for 4.6. So just a, it was an odd week in terms of like star players not delivering True. as we're used to. Right? Yeah. yeah, big time. So I fall to 2-2. Two and two. Yeah. Uh, Eastlake Scoundrels beat the uh, Linwood Butt Parrots 101 to 81. Uh, Linwood Butt Parrots still sitting first. Eastlake Scoundrels in second. Good for Scotty. Butt Parrots! Uh, Cowtown Killers beat my nemesis, John, <laughs> Careless Whisper, 112 to 107. Tight game. Uh, Valdi sits in sixth place. John, Rockpile, 11th. Valley View Vices beat the uh, Tanking for Tua? They Is were, that tank- what it they was were tanking for Tua last week. Okay. Yeah. Uh, this week they're the Grove Pillow Biters. Um, Johnny beat them 87 to 85. That's a tight one. That's yeah, tight yeah, one. that was real tight. Uh, Came down to the last last game. Yeah, Johnny's in seventh. Uh, Nige is in fifth. Mm-hmm. Strathcona Coronas, very surprisingly, sitting in third place right now. Yep. Good for him. Uh, they beat the Downtown Degenerates, 93-86. Uh, Andy is in third, and Sugar Shane, Show Life Shane, mm-hmm. Meme Shane, 
is uh, in tenth. This is another case of uh, of uh, Shane leading going in. Andy made a bit of a comeback. All Shane needed was a decent, not even a good, a decent day from Juju Smith, uh, and Schuster got one one point five. So. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, we've seen it before in this league. Uh, Worst uh, rocketing back up in, into relevancy and uh, putting his name in the conversation for the April playoffs. Good for Andy. He sits at 3-1. and one. Limba Butt Pirates are at 3-1. and one. Uh, East Lake Scoundrels are at 3-1. and one. And then a whole schwack of boys at 2-2 two and two with the Careless Whisper. Also, sidebar, uh, as we did our 80s music research, I, I listened to Careless Whisper. Terrible name, terrible song. Brutal. Brutal. Uh, he sits at one and three. Rundle Hard Hats are at one Oof. and three. And Owie. the Degenerates, a bit of a surprise at one and three. But he's taking part in a Loser Goes Home match this week, so we'll see what happens there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm battling. Oh, yeah. Razor Ramon. Oh, Bring yeah. your A game. Bring your A Bring game the Sunday. Um, in the Flyers Ooh. League, uh, a nice little week for a few of the boys. Uh, we'll start off with. My matchup, I was able to squeak out a win, 105-88 over the Meat Beaters, uh, which put me into 6th place. Meat Beaters sits in 10th. Gord was able to get a, a nice win over the Dribble Bros, mm-hmm. uh, who did not have nearly the week they had the week before against me. Still started Deshaun Jackson. Still Deshaun Jackson out. Uh, and you know what? I'm not going to lie. Last week... Or the it was week one. I told him I was like, "Man, you need a kicker." Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about failing mentors. And then uh, this week, Drew, come on. He was uh, starting a guy that was out. Mm-hmm. Well, like I'm a fucking let him. Yeah, obviously everybody else in the I'm league gonna is going to let him. But the the reason why we implemented bigs and littles is for this reason, so that you can kind of let your buddy know, like, okay, your your kicker's on a buy, or so and so's on a buy, or this guy's hurt. Switch this. This is what I would do. So, uh, this is on Drew as much as it is on the, the KJs. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyways, Gord won 99 to 70. Speaking of littles. Mm-hmm. Robbie. Yes, let's talk about your little. Oh, Robbie. Trigger finger. Like, I drafted that guy a goddamn Ferrari. Yeah, it was a good, it was a good team. I mean, like, oh. Holy shit. Go definitely, to the, the brag store much? No, definitely <laughs> definitely better than the team I drafted myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree. I felt that same way about the team I got for your uh, C-Rob, Globetrotter. Yeah, but you were drafting one and two. Yeah, hard not, to fuck that Not up. three and eight or yeah. whatever Robbie was, mm-hmm. right? So I thought I'd, I thought I'd put together a few nice pieces for the kid. He dropped Sony Michelle, and I grabbed him. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, for sure. Oh um, man, I uh, we have to look up how many moves he's made. He, it's it's quite a few. He's like, made a few. He's not afraid to uh, to rattle the cage, which a bit. I like for sure. Like he'll drop a guy. He doesn't care about name. He cares about production. It's true. If you ain't producing, you're you're not part of the downtown and Z boys. You know, no, you're not. You're not you're downtown not. Z boys quality. Um. So, anyways, he got a win last week, ninety to eighty nine. But Plus, I just felt a little hurt. That was like his. Fourth round pick. Yeah. You know? Might, might require a heart to heart. Maybe you can get him on. You guys can hash it out. <laughs> well, I'll mediate. I've known Robbie long enough. <laughs> Close game though. 90 to 89. In first place, <coughs> Johnny Schmiller's team. <coughs> 100 points he beat this week. Uh, the former first place title holder, Ooh. Uh, 
Brad Kaskauger, uh, 4th and 20, 100 to 85, um, puts himself into first, as we mentioned. And, and he, you know what? Give it to Cass. He's yeah. been he's been good. He's been really good. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Nothing you can do. It was a battle of three and zero teams. Somebody, yeah. Somebody's obviously going to yeah. lose. Uh, so Kess bumps down to three and one, and Johnny remains undefeated in this Who league. Thinks he's a fancy football guru. Yeah. You know, like <laughs> <laughs> okay, buddy. Jesus, you've been squandering down the fucking yeah. bottom barrel of leagues for long enough. Yeah. Exactly. Check check your uh, your history. Even a blind squirrel and... gets a nut, buddy. Yeah. Okay? Exactly. And like. Oh man, it's just to to have the the brass balls to put in the group chat. I feel like a fantasy guru with my squad in this league. You just gave yourself the kiss of death. Oh, man. No one needs to. Obviously, people answer, but you don't need to answer. You fucked yourself over, man. I didn't answer, and I can't wait to watch it happen. You know, and all the while letting his mentor or his little his little his mentee. Uh, figure it out on his own. I think he helped him till the Johnny's Peyton. I think he helped oh. him for the uh, for the first four rounds of the draft, and then said, "All right, buddy." <laughs> Kicked ya. him out of the nest and said, "Fly or fall." <laughs> See ya. Yeah. So Johnny moves to four and zero. Oh. Uh, speaking of his little, mm. he's occupying last place in this league, twelfth place. Uh, mixing it up. Formerly, uh, oh, Kiki what, what? Cooties. Yeah, Cooties. Got girl, our boys have cooties or something like that. Forgettable, nonetheless. Uh, <laughs> he dropped to uh, his buddy Drew, uh, Nine Rivers and Counting, 87 to 70. And then in a whopper, the Trousers thing, Neil and Stu, throwing it around, week, flopped it out on the floor, said, Look at me and watch me work. 135 to 83 over the Kenny Banyas. Who were all, who were 3 0. Who were 3 0, handing them their first loss. So, as we look at the overall standings, uh, Johnny Schmiller's team is 4 0. Uh, we got 4th and 20 and Kenny Banyas at 3 1. A bunch of dudes at 2 and 2. Mm-hmm. And then three guys, uh, the Swans, still a terrible name, at 1 and 3, mixing it up at 1 and 3, and the Dribble Bros at 1 and 3. Happy to give you your first win last week, boys. Ah, River Snake's not much better than the Swan, so. It's not bad. It's snaky. Yeah, it's weird that we have, like, two snake-based teams in the in the league, the Trouser Snakes and the River Snakes. Oh, yeah, I was first, though. So. You were first. Yeah. But the North Saskatchewan has zero River Snakes? There's there's <laughs> garter snakes down there. I've seen a few at the dog park. That fall and roll down into What there. do you think the Yeti eats, man? <laughs> Coyote legs and, <laughs> and obviously Yang Ming Buffet. <laughs> mm. Yang Ming Buffet. Yeah, a bit underrated. Not bad. Oh, no, it's really it's real good. good. Yeah. It's really good. Real nice. Well, we, we, were, we were doing the letter. Are we? Oh, man, the letter. The letter. You have, do you have some thoughts to share before we jump into this? I have a couple. <laughs> I think it's fucking terrible, first of all. Well, um, this letter, I think this is the weakest letter. Yeah, this Maybe. letter's not that funny. Last week's is pretty funny. Last week's is pretty funny. I attribute this one to Andrew and Chris not knowing each other super well. True. Kind of, Chris is my buddy that came in, and Andrew's been my buddy for years, so that's kind of how they And honestly, they if I was Andrew, I'd be scared, because Chris, when he chirps you, he cuts to the bone. Oh, yeah, there's no pussy fucking <laughs> with him, man. Don't beat around that bush. Fucking no. take her down right away. Yeah, and it doesn't help they live in separate cities. Too, yeah, so. exactly. But, yeah. um... You know, well, well, 
Should we just dive in? Yeah, let's just read it out, and uh, I think it explains itself halfway through. My uh, my least favorite segment of the pod. <laughs> Dear Chris, hey dude, hope you are well. Due to the activity on your group chat tonight, I have decided to write your letter third. As I told the other two before you, this is an effort to reward your dedication and overall coolness with a more coherent, hopefully still legible letter. Ugh, legible. That's the word I meant. Fucking spell check and autocorrect really are ruining people's penmanship in today's world. Filling up space. (laughs) (laughs) I'm realizing, writing this now, we may not know each other as well as either one might like. I see from Facebook that you work or have worked at sick location of business. Mm, Respectable. I hope this has been a good employer. I also see from your profile pic that you are a snorkeling enthusiast and a gang member. (laughs) I wish you many more fun excursions, brackets, under the sea. As Sebastian from The Little Mermaid was keen to say, I also hope that the hand symbols you are making are not dangerous enough to get you any real trouble. (laughs) Chris is soft as being shit anyway. All right. 0.5 milli guy. All right. He's eating Eddie's. Andrew, Chris, let's talk football. (laughs) Breeze may have taught you, which is great, but someone clearly unfamiliar with the sport taught me. As our (laughs) respective performances can attest, I do not have the stats easily available, but I remember always dreading the weeks I pulled your team as my adversary. Let's talk about Drew Breeze, basically one of the very few, quote-unquote, Said it as forget it, said it and forget it, fantasy QBs. Where you really don't have to put much thought into the position week in and week out, he's that consistent. An excellent choice, I feel compelled to compliment, as per the rules, <laughs> as being much a better QB, or better than my QB1, who has historically never been as consistent week to week as Drew Brees. That was Cam Newton? Cam Newton. Must have missed that part. Oh, that was, I don't know if that was enjoyable to listen to. Either way, onward we go. Onward we go. Onward we go. <laughs> uh, this is uh, my addition to the letter. Bracket. At this point in the letter, Andrew was looking at another fucking team and wrote an entire paragraph he had to scribble out. By the way, I had to fucking type this letter goddamn <laughs> out and I am not impressed by it. Nor should you be. We had a deal. End bracket. Back Mm. to the letter. Fuck. And I am a damn good typer. But that was... It was painful. Well, yeah. We can get into... Finish the letter. We'll talk about it after. Wow. That's embarrassing. (laughs) My computer scrolled down to another team and I was too liquored to notice. I'm going (laughs) to rattle off some quick compliments. Both your kicker, Adam Fianateri, my boy... And defense, Houston, weren't really that great. Are among the cream of the crop, drafted positions, loving your bench of Spencer Ware, <laughs> terrible, Larry Legend, beauty, amazing, and Latavius Murray, had a great year last year. Mm-hmm. Gosh darn, if you don't also have an excellent WR1 and a WR2, RB1, and tight end. I won't even name them. But Matt will probably look this up while reading on the pod. 
I have it on a note my phone if this information is no longer available. <laughs> Matt. Well, you couldn't type the letter on time. Why would I text <sighs> you for information on time? <laughs> Anyways, great team and the best of luck this year. Lots of love. Andrew Peterson, Strathcona Corona. Andy, I fucking gave guys black eyes for way less than making me type that goddamn letter out. Okay? <laughs> I dictated. Gord typed. <sighs> Yeah. Way less. Way less than that. It wasn't that hard, but it was just the fact that, like, given Andy not following the the rules set forth by the punishment and, in fact, waiting till week three or four to actually write the last few letters, uh, I think he felt guilt, as he should, um, and he offered to type out every letter for us. So, a couple, uh, last thing? Two nights ago. Two nights ago, we were chatting with him. We said, okay, we'll obtain one. We'll send it to you. Anyways, long story short, text him tonight at about 7 (laughs) o'clock. Hey, man, can you send me that letter? Oh, shit. I forgot. (laughs) I'm starting my shift at work now. I'll send it to you at 10 o'clock mountain time. Uh, (laughs) Been there, done that. No thanks. Been there, done that. (laughs) So, anyways, we compensated. But I have confidence that he will step up for the remainder of, of the letters. So, I'm not, I'm not too worried about that one. Well, just past my favorite segment. Yeah. This is a... The timer didn't help us this week. <laughs> no, the timer did not help the boys this uh, week. This is a bit long, but you know what? Like, I, you know what? Like we, we get it. Yeah. Like we said, like, br- break it up into different parts, you know. We got we got guys like Johnny and Sue that are like, I'm uh, only making it through the first step of the new season. Sorry, no. boys. Dropping the ball. So, whatever. We'll give them more content to work their way through. But... What are we hitting? End of the pod. Well, you wrote down the order, didn't you? I did. <laughs> you know I, what? But that's not bad. That was the first. What are we doing? That's true. Uh, I think since we discussed it right off the hop. I'm. Uh, I'm gonna tell a quick story about my old man and WWE because we talked about it earlier. On oh the yeah, pod. yeah. When uh, Stampede Wrestling was around, Owen Hart, Bret Hart, David Boy Smith, mm-hmm. they used to travel Edmonton to Calgary. Right? Yeah, didn't their their Stu Hart owned it? Or the dad? I'm not sure the owner. I I think the dad. Anyways, it was called uh, Stampede Wrestling. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And so they were all drinking at the what is now the Four Seasons on Argyle and Seventy Fifth Street. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And boys are having a few. My dad's, you know, regular guy and. he goes outside. Okay. All the wrestlers are surrounding his truck. And he used to be... At the time, he was bricklaying. Okay? So he had a bunch of bricks in his truck. Okay. Walks outside. Wrestlers around his truck. He says, hey guys, you know, I don't want... I don't want any trouble. Okay? And, uh... One of the wrestlers grabs one of the bricks out of the truck. Slams it against his truck. My dad's like, okay... Hey, Guys, like, I'll I'll fight two of you, one of you. He said, but I'm not fighting all of you. Okay, <laughs> so he goes to get in his truck. Yeah, and he has the door open. He's ducking in. It's a low rider Chevy, and one of the wrestlers kind of pushes the door closed on his head. Okay, fuck. And they were just leaving the bar, leaving the bar. So he gets in his truck, fires it up, and he goes around the bar this way where his buddy Scott Morris is in his mom's 
uh, 73 Mustang. Okay. And he says, okay, let's switch cars so that my dad could roll right, yeah. around back the same side. Incognito. Yeah. He has a pint glass in his hand <laughs> and he rolls around in Scott Morris's mom's car. And he goes, hey, you motherfuckers. He's like, and he's, dri- he's driving? He's driving the car. Okay. Whips the pint at the wall where all the fucking wrestlers are standing. There's glass shattering and shit. So then, you know, to try and give him one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the Hakeem, uh, <laughs> yeah. uh, the skyhook or whatever. Graham <laughs> fucking peels out. All the wrestlers getting two cargo Chevy vans. Chase my old man down 82nd Avenue. And they had midgets and stuff. Midgets were getting in the vans. <laughs> Chase my dad down 82nd Ave. And my dad, like, did, like, three shit hooks or something. And the fucking wrestlers were jumping corners. <laughs> and, and he eventually got away. You got to... Can t- you get us over oh, oh, no. <laughs> Damn it. That's all good. You got to talk to Graham about it. Man. Oh, it's man. It's fucking funny. And it was like, yeah, it was like Bret Hart, Owen Hart... Even even so, if he if he was in, as intimidating then as he is now, mm. I wouldn't be doing that. Fuck no. No way. Fuck no. Your dad scares the living shit out of me. If you if you, but he's such a nice guy. Great guy. Oh, if you're like yeah. walking down a dark alley and you see my old man on on the same side, you're, you're yeah, crossing. yeah you're crossing. You're figuring you're crossing. out a way, yeah, to duck out because he'd probably stab you and then drive you to the hospital or something like that. <laughs> this is so nice, right? <laughs> Oh, and one last thing before we go, we sh- we have to mention this because we are a caring and giving podcast, contributing. Yeah, we want to we want to make our community better. Um, so, as as many listeners know, um, I'm a teacher by trade, and uh, this this upcoming week is uh, reading week, and I've lined up a few guests. That, I've never done this before where I've had uh, friends come in, but one of our guests next Wednesday is. The man himself, El Huncho. El Huncho. And I hope, I hope the reading skills you displayed tonight are the ones you display on Wednesday. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'm ready for it. I'm ready for it. I'm looking forward to it. I'm excited. Man, it, I think I'm it's kind of neat. Like, I, I think it, it'll be neat for you to kind of see, like, yeah. the clientele that, I, that I'm working with. Um, yeah. And, then like, like, man, I have to say, like, obviously you have a, several guests throughout this week. Some you know, some you don't, some moms, uh, some parents, mm-hmm. all that stuff. So it's nice to get my buddies in. But Gord, like the first thing he, he texted afterwards, he's like, uh, number one, can you pick the book for me? Maybe cars related. Yeah. And would it be cool if I brought in a gift for uh, for all of your all of your students? And you know what? Like, it's obviously not expected, but i'm sure they would definitely appreciate it yeah i think it'd be sick yeah it it should be a good time and uh gord's not the only one uh coming in i've got uh chris kirk from linny nice coming in and gonna teach the kids how to manage their finances because (laughs) their teacher sure can't and uh and show life shane is gonna is gonna come in and and he mentioned that he might uh try to bring some pictures or some pucks or something like that and he actually we had him on a different day, but he's actually coming in right after Gord. So oh. hopefully they, they overlap and they can, they can run into each other. But yeah, I'm stoked. I'm, I'm happy. Like uh, that. Oh, uh, it's going to be fun. Yeah. That, be awesome. that you're willing to do it, man. I like kids. Yeah. 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 I've seen you in action, like with, uh, with Robbie's, Robbie's kids oh. and other friends, kids at parties and stuff like that. Yeah, downtown's gender. Yeah. You're good, man. 
kids are the fucking best. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Anywho, well, the BFB cares. BFB cares. <laughs> Episode twenty-two in the wraps for the boys. <laughs> Peace. I love you.